back. We're bringing the thunder. We are thunder. Flesh and blood down under. Woo, he's back. The man, the myth, the legend, the one and only Philip McKay, backed by popular demand. One of our most well-received, if not most well-received guest. Uh-huh. I'm not surprised. Yeah. Well, actually, yeah. Nick Butcher is technically a, our best-received guest was Brendan Healy. <clears throat> so far, so far. Oh, wow, yeah. But for people wanting to see again, yeah. it's you, mate. Oh, oh my phone blew up <laughs> Thank after you. the last pod Thank going, you. get him back. I mean, this is the thing. When you bring on anyone who can, you know, sort of appeal to more of the female demographic, then it really oh, helps right. the viewers. Whoa, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> it's actually, technically, he's the sex appeal of the show. <laughs> God. Yeah, I thought know. it was you. No, it's and not And then me, me and no. then Paul. No, well, well right. you know what a Timmy's favourite word is. Is that true? It <laughs> doesn't matter what your face looks like when you're 6'6", you're just 6'6". Six, six, yeah, know? it's true. Yeah, You look like a giraffe, right? Really? Yeah. yeah. Quite, a, quite a handsome giraffe. It's fine. Well, you should see my high school photos. Braces, bad acne. Sure. Lankier than a bean pole. But that's good because that develops character. That's why you're not an asshole. Yeah, you sprout. You know what I mean? Why, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you were a Calvin Klein model in high school, you'd be an asshole. Yeah, 100%. (laughs) Right. Okay, okay. Thank you for (laughs) that uh, psychological read. Now you could be, but you wouldn't because you don't have the self esteem because of your teenage years. (laughs) (laughs) This is actually true. true, It It is very true. I overcompensate because I've got low self confidence. Yeah, but you shouldn't because you've sprouted. You look good, young man. Yeah. Yeah. Good on you, mate. Thank you. Why the fuck that was are you awesome. sunglasses indoors? What bro. are you talking about? <laughs> just to block out the haters, bro. Oh, I see. Because I'm going to have a few of them after today's oh, yeah? poem, I think. Whoa. We, we don't have a the plan for today. We don't? No, no, no. Okay. I, I do, I've got some topics okay. that I need to talk to you about. Right. How should we do this then? Do you want to open with a couple? And then when I feel the time is right, I'll just, just launch okay. into poetry. Out some what lines. makes <laughs> a shit flesh and blood coach? Um. Okay. This is a really easy question to answer. <laughs> name names. No, name no. Names. <laughs> um, I think, well, I'll start off by saying the most important thing when it comes to coaching is tailoring what you're doing to the person that you're teaching. And this is not just true for coaching in flesh and blood. It's true for coaching in pretty much anything, whether it's sport or just being a teacher. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know there are people who listen to the podcast and who play flesh and blood who are teachers and you understand that not every child is the same. In the same way as when you're teaching flesh and blood, not every man-child is the same. And you need to teach them the things that they need to learn. Now, just spouting a generic program of, oh, you know, you should watch your replays and see when you make, that doesn't mean shit to anyone, right? Because for some people, they respond to that really well. And for other people, they just watch and their brains turn off. So not being able to understand truly what the strengths and weaknesses of the person that you're teaching are is probably the biggest failure. Um, I think... Beyond that as well, not understanding that you're trying to teach someone, not talk down to them, is a yep. massive point. Uh, I've listened and I've gotten feedback um, from people who've gone to other coaches and then come to me afterwards. And they've said, oh, well, you know, when I went in, I'm not going to name names because I think that's damaging people's business potentially. <laughs> but, I don't you mind. know, it's, yeah. <laughs> if they've come to me and they've said, oh, you know, when I went to learn from this other person like the first thing they did was just kind of you know tell me how shit i was at the game and 
whenever they would, you know, talk or lecture or whatever, it was just kind of this bland, you know, I'm better than you and here's all the things that you should know rather than here are the things that we're going to learn together, yep. which I think is a much more constructive way of just learning anything, right? Like you just look at any any form of lecturing, you know, if you everyone's been to school, I hope. Many of us have been to university. Um, I think university is a great example of, or, or college or any sort of tertiary education where you had good lecturers. Everyone remembers who their good lecturers and their good teachers were. And it's yep. sometimes the most knowledgeable, but oftentimes it was the most personable. And I think that's what yeah, it's really like makes they it a good got me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I remember that when I was in, in high school, you know, from up until seventh grade, I was a fucking genius. And then I discovered like sport and women. And I realized that was a much more fruitful pursuit. Um, and then I got into year 11 and my English teacher at the time uh, was just an absolute legend, this guy. Um, he was actually the senior housemaster disciplinarian at my school. And I remember he talked about the, uh, we were studying Apocalypse Now and um, Heart of Darkness. And he talked about the Vietnam War with like such, like it, it was so colorful and it really drew me back into wanting to be interested in these materials. And I try to do that when I'm coaching as well as I want the people that I'm teaching to actually want to learn. Um, I mean, I taught as a maths teacher for five years um, part-time yeah. and, uh, and as a tutor. And one of the greatest comments that I ever got from one of the classes that I taught was um, the, this one kid, when he graduated, sent me a message and he said, I always did my homework in your class because I knew you would be disappointed if I didn't. And I felt like you were my, like my older brother mm. and I just didn't want to make you disappointed. Mm, I love it that. It was not because he was yep. like, he was like, Oh, I'd be disappointed in him as a, as a teacher. Like, Oh, fuck you. You're a, you're some old guy. Right. He was like, no, no, you're like a, an older brother to me. And I didn't want you to be disappointed. I wanted you to be proud of how well I did. And he didn't, he wasn't a great student or anything, but he did really well in maths just because he, didn't want me to be disappointed. I was. I would never have been disappointed in him anyway. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, no, Long-winded cool. answer. Yeah. No, no, because a lot. Not. I'm not saying a lot's changed, but a lot's happened for you since you were on the pod last. Yeah. You launched your YouTube channel yeah. with a very, very um, excellent Warcrafted video. Thanks. Long and that was form. it. <laughs> Hold on. Relax. Relax. <laughs> you 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 top aided nationals. You went six yeah. and zero in draft. Yeah. Um. You successfully were awarded a PTI, which you um, graciously gifted to me, but we'll get into that a bit later. Mm. And you've launched your flesh and blood coaching yes. um, as well. So it's, it's you know, things are moving. Yeah. Can I throw something else onto that? Yeah, you can. I'm also currently ELO rank number one in Australia for limited. Ooh, here we go. Yeah, but there's no good players in Australia. I don't know where you're proud. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Damn, um, nice. I did not know that. Yeah, I was actually really surprised when I found out. Um, I'm ranked. So that means you can qualify for... CC. It's you're, crazy. You're what in CC? 20. In Australia? Yeah. Wow. Well done. Yeah, I can play constructed yeah. a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think it means I qualify for Worlds based on that though. Okay. Um, no, I no, I no. It's not... It's not it's Which not is a little based. strange. No, it's just I not region-based. Yeah. Although it should be like top five regions should get I in I figured it would have been right? something like that because... Mm. I mean, yeah, yes and no. Because you're limited to your region's events. Ex well... No, no, no. Like, yeah. You're not, but it's hard to get the ELO. I think part of the reason that my ELO skyrocketed so much is because I went to Singapore and I went to Lille. Yes. And over the course of all the drafts that I played there, I think I dropped... One or two. One game? Yep. 
Trying oh, to remember your record it wasn't yeah, many, yeah. Yeah, I think I dropped one game in draft. You did you play fire once? Uh no. Mm. I didn't. Over six or seven drafts, I I never drafted fire. And it wasn't let's be really clear. It wasn't because I didn't want to draft fire. It's because given the behavior of the pods that I was in, it was the correct choice to not do Yeah, fire. I believe it. Um I don't think fire's oh, up anyway. I think fire stock slipping. You should be on Icelander and you have a yeah, much right. better chance, yeah. right? But or, or, I do think the fire stock slipping. Fast. Yeah, I think you know. I I, I can I, tell you why I'm shorting on fire stock. Because yeah. people keep saying force fire. Force fire. Yeah, I mean, uh, it was kind of like when I posted about it on Twitter. The first response was like, "Pick the best fire cards from." Um, yeah, but if everyone does, then no like, one wins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, the 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 Dromais and and Icelanders will dominate. Yeah, yeah. Because this is the thing. Even though um, with Uprising is a triangular format in the sense that you know fire mm. is favored. Into Dromai, Dromai is favored into Icelander, Icelander is favored into Fi. If you have a three out of ten Fi deck and someone has a seven out of ten Dromai deck, they're still gonna fucking crush you. Oh, yeah. So you won't get out of turn two if they go Doom Breaker. Yeah, Ember if they more. go do Doom Breaker, Twice Doom Breaker, Ember Ember more or something. Yeah yeah, 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 good luck. Have fun. You just took 25. Correct. Like, yeah. uh, I, I beat um, a couple of fires with Dracona Optimai. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> you, you just can't, like, there's some cards on Dromai that are just too strong. Doesn't matter. Yeah, I, I think Dromai has even Vinceracai into fire is amazing. Vinceracai is great into yep. every matchup. I think that card's insanely strong. Well, yeah. it's maybe I've learned not to put it in against um, Icelander. Yeah, I mean, because it's just too easy to kill it if they from Arsenal. It, sure. yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. I think back to the coaching thing. Mm. Um, this is not a jab at you. It's not because I ran it through my head and my like, fuck is going to think I'm talking about him. I'm not talking about you. My pet hate with the coaching services in Fab, maybe in other games, but Fab's the one I notice. Well, no, I've had professional League of Legends coaching by like work, world number one ranked yeah. player. He's the world number one Olaf. It's like this double axe Is it wielding Box Boss? guy. No. It's not okay. Yeah. Uh, was world number okay, one. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Difference is <clears throat> League of Legends, this guy's a pro. He's a professional coach, gets mm. paid by a company, sponsored all this stuff. He asks a lot of questions. He He listens more than he talks. Most importantly though, his goal is not, oh, he never said like, oh yeah, I coached 100 players last month and I got 90 of them to diamond. Mm. Our coaching, when you see people talk about their coaching services, like, yeah, four people used my deck and got, like, first of all, they piloted the deck. Like, yes, you helped them sure. build. Second, that shouldn't be the goal. Mm. Unless it's that player's specific goal to win an armory or a skirmish, that shouldn't be the goal. Because the minute you're going this guy won a skirmish. It's like, well, we can't all win skirmishes. And I doubt everyone asking for coaching, that's their goal. Like that yeah. sounds like you as the coach, that's your goal yeah. is to see the wins. It's, I'm sure like if you ask people what their goal is, it's usually, I just don't want to lose into yeah. Lexi. That's it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, or, 100%, you know what? It. Like my wife keeps beating me. Or you know what? I go to my armory and I never win a round. Mm -hmm. and, and getting their confidence up is probably their actual goal versus... Because if you set win the armory, it's, it's, you're not coaching correctly. Yeah, I don't, I yeah. don't think if it's not their goal. That's what, what I'm saying is you should know their goal, and then it's very different. Yeah, I, I agree. I think the reason people do that is because it's a really easy metric to yeah. put up and say, like, yeah, yeah, you no, can put it yeah. on your your page and say, this is what I've done. So like, um, you referred Lachlan uh, yes. to me uh, recently, and we've done two coaching sessions since then. And he wants to get a lot better at playing Dorinthia, mm. and. That's uh, easy. Come talk to me, Lachlan. I won't try it. No. 
<laughs> Why'd you refer him to me? Then? I'm kidding. <laughs> Twit. Um, so he he wants to get uh, improved with Dorinthia, and initially, um, a lot of what that was was just understanding what his cards actually do, yeah, and what his game plan was. I don't. He hasn't. He's never expressed to me. I want to win an armory mm. or I want to win. And I've never said to him, I want to, I want you yeah. to win something or something rather. Now in our last coaching session at the end of it, I said, okay, we've been testing against a certain deck. I want to play chain into you now. Blitz chain. And I crushed him. Uh, I think it was two games in a row. Mm. Um, but what the point of those games was, was not for me to flex that I know how to play a blitz deck that I've played for, you know, a year and a half or something. It's to explain this is a different set of mechanics in Fab. This is the goal of this deck. Look yes. at how this deck is playing. Now into you, you have to change your game. Now plan. you need to think differently. Right? You know what your cards do, but why you play? Yeah, yeah. And and that's he, actually what Fab is. Exactly. You like, can it, learn your deck, I think, very quickly. Yeah. It's then learning to decide correctly against everyone else. Sure. Yeah. I think a lot of coaches miss that. Um, in the, Man, it's I think a lot of pro everything. players right now have no idea what's coming when they go to play five rounds of competitive blitz. Yeah, I, I <laughs> like that I'm format not is not because if if you're teaching people in blitz, it's actually a sharper like uh, CC has the complexity of a sideboard. Yes, but blitz, this is very sharp. It's like, hey, buddy, you can't fuck up. Yeah, uh, I mean, like I, if I'm you choose sure. the wrong card to block with in one turn. That can cost you the entire game. Yeah. Like I've thought back through my Blitz games and gone that one time I saved one block on my Brave Forge braces into Reiner mm. is what killed me. Because yep. I would have been on three and not two, two. yeah. And then I died to a reckless. Yep. And I've got an armor floating for yeah, an on hit that's never coming. Mm -hmm. You know how long it takes you to learn that lesson without sure. coaching? It's yeah. a long time. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the main yeah. thing that you need to get from coaching is the point of coaching is it's like the Magnus Carlsen effect, right? Like uh, I like using chess players because they've it's one of the oldest competitive mm. games. Um, why are new chess players so good? Like why is Magnus Carlsen so good? Part of the reason Magnus Carlsen is so good is because he's a genius. The other part of it is that he can go look at every single one of Gary Kasparov's games that he's ever played. Um, yes. Every single one of Bobby Fischer's games and learn from Karpov, And you can just see, yeah, what everyone else has done before. So when you go to a coach and the reason that coaching is effective if used correctly is because you don't You've have to... done a thousand yes, reps. I've done... So well, you yeah. can say it's a <laughs> twenty card and why yeah. rather than me play a thousand rounds mm -hmm. to maybe, maybe I won't learn the lesson in a thousand because I'm not as smart as you either. Sure. That's both of it, right? Because some people learn in, in 10 reps and they get a very good grasp on a deck. So that takes some people longer. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like in maths, you don't have to derive your formula every time you use it. You mm. just use the fucking formula, right? I'm not asking you yep. guys to teach. Every time I ask you to calculate the area of a triangle, you don't have to prove to me why that calculates the area of a triangle. You just go based on side divided by two and, and pump it out. Question but, for you. Yeah. Are you offering coaching on building decks? Uh, yeah, I offer coaching on, on anything. Because I mean, that's something I'd be interested in. Because mm. I think like piloting is one thing, but building decks is a whole other skill set and complexity on its own. Yeah, I think that's actually much more interesting. I prefer teaching yeah. on that sort of stuff because it's much more theoretical. That's um, that's what I'm saying. I don't think I've thought about getting coaching on, yeah. like let's blank slate, what do we want to build? Yeah. This is the thought process. Yeah. I did it with Matt Rogers. I don't know if you ever caught that video. Yes, yeah, I did. Uh, I, yeah, I do it with uh, sort of, uh, I give a taster of, what that process is when mm. I, uh, when I was coaching Lachlan, for example, he said, okay, I want to look at moving from Blitz into CC. I said, okay, let's build the CC Dorinthia deck. Now, obviously I have that deck already. 
in, in but you talked him through the process yeah and i yeah. said okay these are all the cards i'm putting in these are the cards this is how many slots that we have left why are we doing this why are we doing this why are we putting the, all these cards in why are we doing it in this order and there were times he'd say like oh okay what about this card i'm like yeah yeah that comes later for now we need to put these core pieces in and then we can think about those other cards further down the line when we're looking at cards 60 through 80 um i think that's an important uh it's a definitely an important thing uh no one's ever reached out to me specifically and said, can you coach me on deck building, which is probably my biggest skill. I've but never tried the reason yet. I say it, you could teach me how to play Dory. Sure. But if... How to build Dory is different, it, yeah. No, no, no. Could, well, but it's not just that, right? It's the teach a man to fish. Yes. If you teach someone how to deck build, mm. how to read cards. Yeah. That's actually a better skill set to learn if you want to learn anything. Sure. I because agree. Because then you'll also understand other decks a bit better if you look at a list and go, what's the deck trying to do? But be able to go more than like one level deep. Yes. And yeah, see I synergies agree. and yeah. cards. And okay, so this deck, I got a. Okay, so like the simple one is Warrior Kretz Bra- Cracks Brave Forge Braces or Warrior mm-hmm. as Refraction Bolt as Live. Yeah. When you see that across from you, you and I know your decisions are different. Yes. When yeah. those resources are gone, we. But it's important to understand why. Yeah, I think so. That's a really good example. Like the way I beat yeah. Chain is to try and get Husk in the bin. A yes. good value for me is yeah. Dory. I try and fake a big attack. Yeah. And then I Arsenal and just watch the Husk go in the bin while they're on exactly 12 life. I'm like, gotcha. Yeah. I don't want it to save him six life, is what I'm saying. Yeah. I like think in a perfect yeah. world. Yeah. So the what you've just said, like you want them to force Husk, um, is exactly what I do into Dorinthia players because I've played so much Dory. I know exactly when yeah. they can do it. So if I am making them or, or, or I'm putting them in a situation where they can be tempted to break their bolters and yes. then swing again. And I'll even go, fuck yeah, you can have the counter yeah. and I'll take three more damage and they have a but counter. The and then the turn. next turn I crack them. Yeah. And then all the value that they've gotten out of their bolters is three damage. When I know value from bolters can be long-term easily 10, 15 damage yep. um, based on like how much value you're getting off the counter over so many different turns and threat level and mm. so on and so forth. If I can force that, then I'm winning that trade. But if then my opponent correctly decides not to break their bolters in that situation when they're not getting a huge amount of value out of it, then I realize my opponent knows what they're doing and then I might have to adjust certain plays. That means like I'll be in a situation where I could make a risky play or a conservative play if my opponent's made the sort of mistake where they're cracking bolters for low value, Mm. then I'll be more inclined to make a riskier play to close the game out as opposed to making this conservative play and try to win on margins, things like that. I want to talk about Talashar for a bit. (laughs) Let's go. Go, go. I got one more question about coaching. One more question. Yeah. Okay. So, again, just using my previous history in TCGs, which Mm -hmm. is Magic. Let's just pick a date, 2015. Okay. In Magic, coaching was pretty much unheard of. Yes. To my knowledge, there might have been one, maybe two people that were doing it. Mm -hmm. um, Max. And I'm talking worldwide. Yeah. The the general grinders knew about. There was a lot of content behind paywalls. Yes. Articles, Star City, you know, things of that nature. Um, but that was about it. Mm-hmm. Now, fast forward now, I don't know what Magic's doing, but in Flesh and Blood, it seems like uh, per capita, we have a lot of coaches. Now, yeah. is we it... We use inverted coaches. Yeah. <laughs> Thank well, you. Yeah. Is it, <laughs> do you think, uh, a generation or times change? Or do you think the game itself, Fab, lends itself to coaching? where you can actually coach someone to level up a lot easier in fab, maybe because due to less variance or whatever, it's a smaller card pool. 
over magic or do you think the culture's changed? What do you think that is? Like, I'm just interested to hear your thoughts on it. Yeah, so first of all, like if we go back to say 2015, I think there were probably a lot more coaches than you think, but all of us were working behind the scenes with teams already. So Mm -hmm. as team managers, like essentially a team manager and a coach were pretty much synonymous back then, except you would do some like timetabling and like book flights and, you know, make sure they went to the gym and stuff like that. Um, So I think they did exist, but there wasn't the professional demand for it. Um, Or or at least, sorry, there was a professional demand for it, but there wasn't a casual demand. I guess the average person didn't really see the need to pay however much um, to get a coaching session. My really honest take on why there are more coaches now is because I think people have seen that it's something that can be done successfully and they just want to jump on it. Um, I don't believe the majority of coaches in Fab, in Magic, Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, everything. Most of them, I think, are just useless. Um, or good players, but not yeah, necessarily good yeah, coaches. Yeah, yeah. The, the, when I say they're bad coaches, it doesn't mean they're not good players. Yeah, there are plenty of fantastic I'm players. I'm saying, like, yeah. it's easier to become... Because Jiu-Jitsu has the same problem. Yeah. The way people open their gyms is they go win worlds, then they open a gym. How, how long has the podcast been going but for? Do you, 20 you minutes. Before you managed to do, mention Jiu-Jitsu. But it's... <laughs> <laughs> So we'll get to the jiu-jitsu story soon. But um, Fluke was busy kicking someone's ass on the weekend. Sorry, Rory. Um, But (laughs) but do you think fab itself lends itself to coaching, like the way the game is structured, the mechanics of the game? Yeah, I think to an extent um, more so than other games because I do think it's a little bit more complex. yeah. Yeah. So there are more points at which you can teach someone to be better. Now, I think one of the downsides of that and why there are perhaps more coaches per capita nowadays, particularly in fab, given how young it is as a game, is that it's very easy to look like you're better at the game um, when you're really not. Like XP. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, XP is a great example. If you just got Boomer XP, then it looks like you're, you're cracked. Or if you have a four-digit ID, then people are like, ah, oh, okay, man. There's like a psychological factor behind it. But you can be, like, the best player in your region and that region can be, I don't know, like this is, I'm just picking something out of a hat. Like you mean so back, New Zealand, backwater right. Idaho or something, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. You're the best player Idaho. in New Zealand. <laughs> we got some fans in Idaho. Don't worry about that. Sorry, team. Yeah. Um, but you I know, get what you're saying. You, like, yeah, you can be the, the, be the best like dancer in your country club, but that doesn't mean you're going, you know, to Shenyu or whatever the hell it's called, right? Um, very niche. Uh, so you can definitely seem a lot better, but... On, on the grand scale of things, you're not actually that good. Whereas in, I think, a lot of other games, if you're a good coach, it tends to be very clear mm. that you are good. I think in Fab, a lot of people kind of get away with, um, from what I've heard uh, and what I've seen viewing other people's coaching content, people get away with um, spruiking off basic stuff as if it's some kind of high-level gospel at times. And... I'm not very impressed by that. I feel like there are some some things that if someone asks me, I'm, you don't need to pay me to teach you, you know, basic stuff, right? Really, really fundamental stuff. Oh, like what are the core combos in Dorinthia? Oh, glistening plus twinning, right? Like that. that's not galaxy brain stuff. You can have that one for free. Um, but if you're asking, oh, you know, like how do I win this particular matchup when my opponent sideboards this in? Then I'm like, okay, that's a little bit more in depth. So I think it would be good if more coaching was uh, focused around this idea of uh, teaching complex concepts, breaking them down so that they're simple and relevant to the person that you're teaching rather than, yeah, I think this more blanket approach that a lot of people take, which I think is long-term 
not effective. It's part of the reason why I think comparatively to other coaches, I think I charge a little bit more. Um, but that's because I value what I'm doing and I think that what I'm doing is better. Period. I think I'll need to book in a session before <laughs> Worlds. Yeah, baby. All right. But yeah. Um, well, we, we should, should I uh, say a little poem now? Yes. If you have one, yes. yeah, go. Yes. Should we take our headphones off? Entertain no, no, me, no, please. No, no. Keep, 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 your, keep your headphones on. So um, I'm just going to lean back so I don't explode. <laughs> I think that's what people loved last time was you just fucking losing your shit. I'll turn his mic down. <laughs> so we're getting into Dynasty. Mm. We're in spoiler season right now. God. So I thought... Rock of, season. Rock season, that's it. Yeah, let's get ready to rock and roll. I thought I would write a little uh, poem about spoiler season. This is called Twinkle Twinkle Spoiler Star. <laughs> Sorry, can't take it. <laughs> Go, don't, don't wait for it. <laughs> you can't wait for it. Man. Okay. I can't take it. You can sing this to your kids if you want. <laughs> twinkle, twinkle, spoiler star. How I wonder what you are. Will you break the metagame or be the next rune blade? Boring and truly lame. Twinkle, twinkle, spoiler star. Tis the season for content creators near and far. Except for those pissants who do nothing but talk shit. Have you ever wondered why James White won't grant your spoiler wish? Up above the player base, so high, on your Twitter pedestal, your follow account, 35. I'm just <laughs> so glad you uploaded your mediocre Blitz tier list. But your opinion is irrelevant. I think we'll all give it a miss. Twinkle, little spoiler star with Dynasty on Nye. As the cards keep rolling in, I just can't help but sigh at your absolutely lukewarm takes. It's broken, trash, or mid. Please keep in mind, you entitled prick. Nobody fucking asked you, kid. <laughs> Don't think I didn't catch you last week at the discount hobby store begging mummy for that deluxe Crayola pack. You briar one trick whore. I'll see you at Worlds. And when you get crushed, at least you can say you tried. Or wait, maybe not. I'm sorry. I forgot. You didn't qualify. (laughs) (laughs) Bravo. Bravo. Encore. Encore. (laughs) Holy shit. Um, Did you have anyone in mind? Are we just going to name this episode (laughs) Fuck You Kid? Is that going to be the title of this episode? title of my sex tape. <laughs> Wait. Oh, God. <laughs> Pause. Oh, yeah, can't geez. say that. Can't say that. Uh, wow. Do I have anyone in mind? Oh, my yes. God. <laughs> Several people. It, it is a bit sad. That was brilliant. Once again. Just, He's crying. I just... I just... I, lo- I love the tempo. I love the tone. <laughs> I love the, you know, the changes in your expression. I just can't get... <laughs> but seriously, stop uploading Blitz tier lists. Holy shit! If you don't, did play you see Blitz. my video? Yeah, I did. I 100% agree with 95. I've been wanting to say. Sure, sure. <laughs> I was speaking off the cuff, but it actually gets on my nerves. Yeah, actually, too. because I'll turn up to like a store and there's a guy that just picked up the game. Mm. Shout out to all the new players, by the way. We met a few new players on Sunday, um, and they're like, "Oh yeah, I watched a tier list and like I was told not to play." So I'm like. 
And they talk about Kasai or Dory and Blitz. I'm like, are you fucking kidding? Yeah. Do you want to demolish 90% of armories? Turn up on Dory and know what you're doing. Yeah. You catch everyone off guard. Like, it doesn't matter. I want to win a box against you when I was a new player because Dory just has a surprise yeah, factor. Yeah, great deck. Like, even though you're very good, I had two routes instead of one and mm. it, it just caught you off guard. Yep. It's one of those decks that can do that. It's not mm-hmm. predictable. Yep. Fucking, it's bad deck. Yeah. But people saying Kasai is like low tier. I'm like, do you want to get blown out? Dude, I beat Viscerai in the Viscerai meta on Kasai easy. Mm-hmm. Just need to like, yeah, I think Viz- need to get Kasai lucky a little. Yeah. yeah, but you need to get a little lucky. But I can pitch your game, buddy, and swing, pitch your game, make hoppers, and then kill you. Like it's, it's, people don't know what they're talking about. I think this is it's like really obviously about Blitz, especially that don't know what they're talking yeah, about. Yeah, because these are CC players who have put like, and don't get me wrong, until two weeks ago, they weren't playing Blitz. Exactly. Right. And and same with me. Uh, I've just put in, in the last, you know, two, two three weeks, particularly since we got back from Lots, Nationals. Yeah. yeah every, every day I try and play, like, actually, realistically, an excessive amount of Blitz. I'm playing, like, 20, 30 games minimum per day of Blitz because I just have no experience fun, in that. It's, yeah, I mean, look... On certain decks, I have more fun than others. I sorry, Paul. I really hate playing Rhino. I really hate playing against. Yeah, it. I don't like playing Rhino. <coughs> yeah, I feel like I. Uh, what don't you like about playing it? Uh, it's just kind of it's kind of ungabunga sometimes. Is it like just one dimensional? Feels one. I, I feel like it, I don't have as well. Okay, first of all, I think I'm well and truly at the mercy of some very bad hands. Sometimes, like I think that deck has uh, a bit of a like it can brick pretty badly um i you've played my deck list right yeah 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 um that lowers the very like that is trying to minimize rng the Mm -hmm. way i built that list yeah yeah i i i like it i think it's a good concept um i just think especially given what the metagame looks like Mm. um i just think blitz Icelander and Blitz Oldim are very strong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, really powerful decks. And and Chain still has that like Chain has legs blowout turn that you just physically like you just die. Yeah, I mean yeah. this is the thing with Blitz right now. So we're not doing a tier list, but if we want to talk about like how many viable heroes are there right now, so many. There's a lot. right. Not 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 splitting anything into tiers, but putting aside you know Icelander, Oldim, that, Reiner. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. There's like literally Dories, ten Kasai, heroes that yeah. could win worlds. Exactly. Could. It's not even. Yeah. Chain, Briar, Prism. Um, mm-hmm. If Joe my one, I'd be a little surprised, but it's possible. Dash is definitely up there. Ira is, is still good. super playable. Pounder and Blitz. Pe- yeah, broke. people are sleeping yeah. on Dash. Dash is That's still really solid. Powerful. Dash yeah. is very powerful. But Dash also wins into into some of the worst like decks. Like Dash can beat Oldham and consistently because of Oldham. Pounder. Yeah. 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 Um, what is it? Max velocity comes in for ten. For or ten. Whatever, yeah, I mean that's pretty. No, no, I'm just yeah. saying, like you c- you can deal <laughs> pretty crispy if you manage yes. to get that. But yes. yeah, um, yeah, I got hit twice by it on the weekend. It was really? Great. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, two dashes, two different dashes. Too. That feels bad. It didn't feel good, man. Yeah, I mean, look. my my just on the very last thing. My biggest point, I probably didn't make very clear in my video, is not that. People don't know what they're talking about. More that people make a lot of assumptions and guesses and tickets yeah. without ever playing the deck. Let's talk about uh, Zuma Dory, as you sure. call her, yeah. New Dory, Quicksilver Prodigy. I know no no one plays that deck. Yeah. I've played it. You mm. played it at the calling. Yeah, but go look at like when yeah. you any any time anywhere you're playing, but it's not a played deck. Also, it's an expensive deck because you got to buy three glistenings, <laughs> and that's part of the pro- yeah. two glistenings, but yeah. it's part of the problem. 
people just rate her base. I, I what I'm trying to say is people that are making tealess have literally physically never sleeved up that deck, or they've never played into someone who actually plays yeah. it. Like just because you downloaded a list once and your friend tested it, that doesn't yeah. count. I had this issue at Pro Tour, like I said, sit in front of people and they're like, shit, that's not a Dory deck like they play at my locals. I go, do you have a, like a local Dory? I go, nah, we just tested, like we downloaded a couple of lists and tested yeah. on TTS. I'm like, you've never tested against Dory then. Hell in the Shop card's pretty good. Very good. Yeah. But that's not even <laughs> it. It's like literally the glistening. We told you about that. The amount of people that you'd go glistening twinning and they go, wait, that has go again? You're like, yeah. So you just don't play you against don't, exactly. Dory. You have no idea how. It like works, if you've right? never seen a glistening twinning combo, you've never played against Dory for for a while. Like since yeah. that, I'm sick of talking about this stupid fucking blitz text, man. So, the, so the you tearless, so say. you've been doing your blitz, yeah. you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 yeah, a sometimes, day on yeah. Talisha, um, or sometimes on Talisha. Sometimes I play with uh, play on paper with other people. Sometimes I play on paper by myself. Um, it depends exactly what I'm trying to do. So I, I think Talishar is a really good tool for me to learn my own deck. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so when I say play on Talishar, mm. I, I'm kind of saying playing on Talishar with, R- random, with random people. Yep. So I, on average, the quality of the player that I'm playing on Talishar is not as good as the quality of the player that I'll be playing at World Championships, not as good as the quality of the player that I'll be playing in my own testing. Mm. So in those situations, all I'm trying to do is make sure my deck works smoothly. Mm-hmm. Right? Does it run the way I want it to? Are there any kinks in it? Um, does it need to have a higher blue ratio? Or are there certain cards that I'm just never playing? Things like that is what I'm really looking at. I'm never really considering like what interaction I'm having with my opponent um, or what their deck is really doing. I have a rough semi-conscious idea, but for the most part, I'm focusing on myself because realistically, they're not playing optimally. Just There's a lot yeah. of jank. As yeah. well, and so, yeah, exactly. People playing Sift Oldham and stuff, just okay, sure, it's fine. Yeah. Or Valda and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm like, ah, cool. I love those decks, but you know, that's not what I'm going to be seeing in rounds, you know, twelve to whatever it is mm-hmm. at uh, at Worlds. So I put less stock into that, other than as essentially, it's me solitaring with some degree of interaction, right? Because the problem with solitaring is that you can be like, oh yeah, it works perfectly, but that's if you've never blocked for the entire game and that sort of thing. And that's not actually how Fab works. So it's just Solitaire Plus. When I'm playing with my teammates is really the best form of testing I have. When I'm testing two decks against each other and I'm sitting on either side, that's it's really hard to do that well. Um, I think that's a kind of a skill that you... I don't even know how I would teach someone how to do that um, because you need to look at what's your optimal line and... Trying to ignore what you know about, yeah, yeah, but also you. But even though you're ignoring it, you need to still be semi-conscious of it and be like, okay, this is potentially a hand. Mm. So now I'm seeing the sorts of hands that my opponents might have, yeah. And now I need to keep in mind when I'm playing closed hand, I've seen what sort of hands they can have, how they can block, or because, uh, like for example, when you're sitting across from Chain uh, or Briar, then say you're playing Dory, right? Breakpoint's really important on that hero. Mm. Um, if you've played open hand, double-sided uh, chain versus Dory or Bri versus Dory, you know there are times where their hand is like 2-2-3-3 two, two, three, three block, yep. right? And if you come in for nine, they have to dump their whole hand. Um, and you know that if you're playing into Oldham, they're going to very consistently be able to play in the reaction step because they're going to have a defense reaction you know, every single time. It's very easy when you've only sat on one side of the matchup, even though you might have played the matchup 50 times, 
to be like, oh, they always have the defense reaction. But when you when you actually play it open hand on both sides, you say, yeah, actually they do have the defense reaction every single so you time. Have to so you need to play around that, right? It forces you to think in a different way. So I think there's value in all three different ways of testing. Um, you need to split your time up. It's not better to just do that with a partner if you're going to play open handed. Yeah, I mean it, it. obviously is right, but I don't um, have someone. Yeah, right. Um, so I was making this comment about Talishar. Mm, let's hear it. Let's let's see what you think. So yeah. by the way, love love the team. Um, I interact yeah, so mostly I. with yeah. Jotrick. Like great guy. He's a judge. He was at Lil. Um, clearly, it's a passion project, right? They don't they yes. don't make money from it. It's a team of two, I believe, is the main. Okay. Here's my issue with it as of late. One is this like. It came to my mind because you said cracking refractions for low value. Mm. Like I was playing into an Icelander and I got two red sharpened steels and a blue. Okay. And uh, I had song response. I was like, this is a very tech because I know he's going to block from hand, yeah. right? So I go nine mm. and he blocked with four cards for mm. 10 or whatever okay. it was. I'm right. like, iron song response, crack refractions, mm. pay one into. Yeah. Um, Brayforge. Brayforge come in for four, four. Yeah. easy counter. Mm -hmm. He conceded two two rounds later, like two turns later. Because mm -hmm. I got three counters and he just... Okay. I never gave him a chance. Um, and the one time he had a blizzard, I had two blues. So I was like, bah, bah, bah. Okay. Yeah. That That is a part of the problem. So one is you have this like... People would never do that in armory, like concede like that usually. Like sure. I, I'll tilt, yeah. I can tilt, but like... When you're playing on a web browser, so people's pace, then there's people tilting and there's like actual salt or rudeness, like people calling each other like shit. Yeah, I've gotten that. But my other issue is this. Maybe it's just me. I'm not burnt out by the game. I've been going through some shit. But I find like Talishar, because it's so easy to just jump on and play, mm. I'm also less interested in going to an armory just to play. Okay. Does that make sense? Like I go, let's say specifically... If it's a blitz armory and I feel like playing CC, mm -hmm. I'm just more likely to jump on Talishar. Okay. But but also, if you put 50 fucking hours into Talishar a week, are you really going to get up and go to an armory to play paper? No, I don't. Sure, but I'm saying if Talishar didn't exist, would you be more likely to go? To armories? Mm. To be fair, when I'm testing... I'm, never I'm not talking about. The, I'm, no, no, I'm talking oh, just generally, generally as, as players, the three of us. Um, okay. Because I'm feeling as a player, and, and like I'm, I'm sort of putting myself out there as the as the punching bag here. I have been going to armories. Mm. It's just I can see how it's like a slippery slope that I can get my kicks playing the game, and, and like I was mentioning to Paul, I don't give a fuck about the armories promos this month. Yeah. Like the Yo, I won the playmat in in at Blood Rush the. What's his name? The guy yelling at the sheet. There was a new player that didn't have a fab playmat or he liked this one a lot. I just gave it to him. That's the only one I would have wanted, mm. but it actually doesn't have a dynasty, doesn't have Tally dynasty on it. On it so okay. I don't want to open dynasty on it. So I just let him have it. And you're, like the, the hero Yoji is like, cool, but I'm probably never going to play it. Yeah. And I'll just wait for a rainbow four version. But that's it. Like I don't, that's the incentives of me turning up. Yes. The friendships turning up, talking to people, hanging out hundred percent. I want that. But also, like, I'm happy to just talk to those people we talk all day in the chat. And I feel like maybe maybe Talishar has that effect of, like, you're playing a lot of fab without leaving your house. Yeah, so I I really hate online clients just generally. Mm. So that's just my personal perspective on it. Um, I, find, I find it really hard to focus on them. And that's because it was my job for 
mm. 80 hours a week to sit in a casino, right? Um, and, and play cards on paper. So my brain is wired to want to play on paper. I really love playing in paper. And part of the reason that I show, because let, let's be honest, right? Someone like me gets zero testing value from showing up to an armory. Like absolutely none. It's not a testing environment. Exactly. Right. For me, you I'm allow going take backs. It's like, it's, it's just a fun thing. Yeah. The, uh, if I go to an armory, it's exclusively to be part of a community. Mm. Right. And I personally feel like Talishar for a player like me who goes to armories exclusively because I want to be part of a community and I want to enjoy that. I think Talishar will never take that away from me. Now, right now, am I not going to armories because of worlds? Yeah, absolutely. Generally though, if I'm given the choice between in a time where I don't have to test for anything and I someone says to me or you message me and you say, hey, let's play some games, I would rather... Meet up. Yeah, I would rather drive 40 minutes plus, which is how far I have to drive to get to some of these armories, to go and play five games, hang out, shoot the shit, have a good time, drive home, than play 30 games on Talisha, which you could do in the same time. Mm. Um, that's just my personal view on it. Can I see that maybe some people who all they want to do is play the game and they'll, you know, the sort of crowd that were never going to spend money on the game anyway. Oh, I just stay home. play. That's not my concern because I I like collecting the game. Sure, sure, sure. To be honest, I would still buy as much product to crack. I don't think that's what I'm saying. I feel like just lately I've been like, I've been getting my fix. Mm. Fab, just logging on to Talisha. Literally... I've been playing maybe a game or two a day just so okay, yeah. keep sharp just to play. It's not even sharp. It's just for fun. But yeah, I guess because I don't get my kicks out of playing online mm. clients full stop. Yep. Um, I can't. See, when when we when we was, when you were streaming and I joined and I played with you, that was way more enjoyable for me because I had someone who, I, you know, I, I like, I'm friends with. Yeah. I'm playing with you. He likes me. You heard that here yeah, first. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. true. Yeah. <laughs> You're kind of cute, bro. Um, Appreciate it. Do you like the jujitsu scar on my Yeah, head? that's hot, dude. Yeah, it's a battle scar. You know what's funny? <laughs> I did that to myself. <laughs> so, well, you just hit yourself in the head with the door. I was rolling and I'm doing a flip were, yeah. and I landed on my like outstretched thumb and just, and then I looked and there's just a whole chunk of dead skin. And I'm like, ooh, there's blood. It's great. I thought maybe you converted. No, no, I no. I thought no. it was Roy getting, getting no, some no. revenge. Actually, so Go completely on. off topic, but Roy and I went and did some jujitsu. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, very yeah. fun. And actually, Kirk's coming on Sunday. Mr. Fab DB himself. Uh, Saturday, sorry. If you guys want to... Exciting. I probably won't because I'll be at home testing, to be fair. Fine. Which is, I hope you can understand. But Roy was... Um, <laughs> I'm going to call him out. Roy turns up, signs up. And we do the warm up, mm. and he was going a bit hard in the warm up. Yeah, and it's a 90, 90 minute class. He was wrecked. <clears throat> he, his his cardio is better than mine, but I knew to pace myself. And he was doing like the warm up, but I could see him pushing. I'm like, I mean, good for him. But he was he was pretty tired, so it wasn't fair. Roy, we'll have a rematch. It's fine. Yeah. When he's not so gassed but out. <coughs> for me, look <laughs> for for Talshar. Mm. <coughs> I'm the same. I. I haven't played computer games seriously since 2004. Mm. Okay, I'm well past that in my life, never to return. Um, And I hate Arena with a passion, everything about it. Um, Moto, sure, I did did enjoy it because it was like, you know, it felt like a TCG. You had a collection. Mm. Um, I could use it at my convenience to get a critical mass of games in before a big event. 
did I play it every day, you know, ad nauseum all year round? No, not at all. Not at all. I'd always choose to play in person. Okay, that's where I get my energy from. My rest is being around others and, you know, true extrovert. You know, I get my, I just get my rejuvenation, my peace around other people. <clears throat> that's how I recharge, basically. Mm-hmm. And I love the community and I love doing things um, in paper because I'm a lazy player. If I only play Talishar, like I did <laughs> before Nats because I didn't have a choice. I think I had the record for missing the amount of embodiment tokens yeah. because it does it automatically. Now, Talishar has its plus because it shows me exactly how the layers work and, the, yep. and the, the chain and all that, and I love that, and I learned a lot of things. But um, it does, like, some people that doesn't affect. You saw some wiz- wizards in Bloody Magic, they qualify for the Pro Tour. All they ever play is Moto. They never play paper, and they come onto the Pro Tour and play paper, and they never miss a trigger. It's like, yep. what the fuck? How do you do that? Moto's been doing it automatically for you and that's all you've jammed for 12 months. How do you transfer that into paper and remember everything? But then other people in Magic, I was one of them, if I played too much Moto, it made me worse in paper. It like got to a certain point where instead of progressing, I would regress. Mm. Um, <clears throat> so Talish for me, it's a convenience thing. Um, at the moment, you shared that story about your student not feel like, you know, because you gifted me the PTI feel... If it's late at night and, you know, I get up at 4.30 every morning, I'm busy as hell. But still at 10 o'clock at night, if I haven't played any fab, I will get some rounds in, you know, and my eyes are falling out because I don't want to disappoint you. Not that I think I'm going to do that well, but I I feel that. Like, I feel like, shit, I really should be doing this. Phil was so generous and gave me something I'll really treasure. I should, like, at least every day make a conscious effort to get some games in, which I have been doing. Um, so Talish is great for that. It's great for yeah. that too when your store. Uh, <laughs> we have that issue in Sydney. The RC crew used to be competitive CC because yeah. when you want to test, you could go to RC. Yeah, because I that's would, gone. We yeah. don't have that. We've just got certain stores that are stuck in their blitz no matter what time of the year. So it's hard to find places to now, sort of place some feedback because we talked about this. Um, maybe on the pod where it's just you and I, but Grimdark have gone back to Blitz. Yeah. Or they've at least switching back to Blitz for a while. Because you're still going to have that issue. You can't... I don't believe you can run a one-store format. You know what I mean? If anything, you should maybe call the store that's nearest to you or you know you share players and go, how about when you're CC, I'm Blitz? And we just sure. have a month. Because yeah. it does feel a bit odd when... Technically, though, the percentage of players going to Worlds is tiny compared to the percentage of players. Yeah, like I think it's five, five people in Sydney. Yeah, so like you can't go switch around for Worlds, but you know, skirmish is coming up. You should be running Blitz. Yes. ProQuest coming up, run CC. CC. Yeah. Draft RTNs coming up, run Draft. Yeah. It's pretty straightforward. We've got yeah. a few store owners that literally have no finger on the pulse, which yeah. pisses off all the times. We're like, we don't even know what the format's going to be. Let alone like that they're following what's actually happening in the in the community, but we also don't have a big store presence yeah. anymore. I think Grimdark, you because you brought them, up, I think they mm. they're pretty much bang on with how they do it. Oh, but they ran a WTR draft on Sunday. I was like, man, if that yeah. was close to that's me, what I was saying, yeah, exactly. John. Like I said, why are our stores you having a draft stop. night every week and they're changing it? Go this week we've got first edition Monarch. Next week we've got first edition Tower. Yep. Next week we're doing Uprising. Also, sell Next your stock that oh, way. Yeah. Like everyone yeah. has all this stock. Honestly, like not not to like it's hi- not hard, too right? Much, but like Grimdark actually embarrasses every other store yes. with how well they not just fab. Yes, not just every fab. single thing that yeah. they do. And like obviously Brand is my boy, I've known him for years, right? Mm. But 
He has run this It's embarrassing this shit. that it's not even his full-time job. Exactly. It's not even... It's exactly <laughs> like right. It's a passion it project yeah. that he just does because he wants to... Like, he fucking loves games. Mm. And he runs that store. He runs the event cycle, prizing everything better than full stop every single other store. And he's grinding Facebook, Instagram, <laughs> constantly keeping his community Look, let's informed. Let's be honest, it's probably mostly Emily, not him. Let's but he's doing belts. Whatever, man. He's like, doing tournaments. They make, it he's doing, they make yeah. it work. He's doing everything. Yeah. And the belts and the plane. He does oh, everything. Yeah, you should yeah. see his weekly schedule. He's yeah. It's phenomenal. Actually, yeah. un- unreasonable how good he is at this stuff. Everyone else Look, should. Look, we take were pressuring notes. him. We have a, a group chat with him. We're like, hey, mate, when's the store opening in Sydney? We're just spitballing suburbs. Might be, might be suburbs. happening. Might yeah, be absolutely. Happening. Yeah. I think it's, one, it's, one it's good fantastic. piece of news is GamesCube might be doing UPF armories from now on. Okay. That'd be great. Cool. Because that's also missing. Like, one, like, where's the one. Also, it's on a Sunday, so it's like going to run when skirmishes are on and ProQuest yeah. are on. They always have that problem with having an empty store. So they're thinking about running a casual, like even more casual than Blitz. Like you just go there for UPF. Has anyone, okay. Have you played a game of UPF? I watched the finals at Pro Tour okay. Jersey, but I've never played. No. This, okay. This no is, interest. Uh, so I, I have a bit of sure, a, yeah. I think a lot of people are clamoring for UPF, particularly in Australia. I've seen quite a lot mm. for it. I don't know what the global community's perspective on it, but I know in Australia there is quite a bit. And I know for a fact that, there are people in the global community who are interested in UPF. I don't know how widespread that is. I've also seen the comment made that if UPF were to become a more supported store event, then you know it would you know, revolutionize the player base and you know whatever whatever word you want to use for it. I think if that were the case, people would have started playing UPF already. Um, in the same way that Commander was an unofficial format that people just got together and started playing because they wanted to do it. Just fucking do it. Like so if you actually think it's worth doing, mm. then get your mates together and play UPF. Because I personally... You haven't seen it. Anecdotally, yeah, I've never seen yep. any store and I've never heard of anyone sitting down to play UPF but in so the this is, region. This is my counter for that. <clears throat> I think... The problem with that UPF has mm. the rules. I don't know the rules. Sure. First of all, yep. right? Like yep. I don't Neither know because do some people say you can only attack to your left or whatever mm-hmm. goes like like you can't attack anyone. Which the cards themselves say you can attack anyone. So that's weird to me, right? When it says any yes, target, okay. it says right. So I don't. Not that that matters because I feel like UPF you could play it like people play Uno Monopoly. Is you agree? how you're playing and, and you go, play. hey, can yeah. we play like attack anyone? Yes, cool. Because it's politics and whatever. Like it's not supposed to be super regimented. Yeah. That's why it doesn't have a ban list. Scary. So I think, no, but it's not. It doesn't, yeah, no, no, sure listen, sure. you yeah. can have seeds in your chain deck. That's fine. If all three of us attack you before your turn one, you die. You die, yeah. And then we will play our game with merchants because we told yeah. you not to be an asshole last week. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it has that capacity, which I think Commander has as well. Like you can, yeah, you can yeah, pretty yeah, much yeah. get rid of a toxic player if there's one versus three. Yeah, the course. one doesn't matter the power level. Just bully level. them, of course. Everyone loves a bit of gentle bullying. More importantly, I think UPF hasn't taken off because it's not a specific, like, like stores can't run a UPF armory anyway. Why not? It just doesn't have it in the system. Like, that's not what the promos and stuff are Oh, no, no, I don't for, mean for right? promos. Why can't they just run an entry? Here's what I think. So I... I Blitz CC are the same game, like yeah. same rule set. You sort of understand yeah, yeah, yeah. them. Yeah. It's the one-on-one street fighter combat. Everyone yep. likes it. Mm-hmm. I think that's the draw of the game. It's also clearly where all the passion and energy and design space went into, not into UPF. 
Sure. I was on the fence about it till I went to Jersey. Mm-hmm. Very last event, watched the UPF tournament. I got a, someone told me, you know, there's a gold foil for the UPF. I'm like, what the fuck? What gold foil? Like Chris, because I was with Chris Gearing. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. hey, what gold foil? He's like, oh, it's a gold foil that's never been given out before. I'm like, and it ended up being a silver palms. Okay. Gold foil, yeah, right? Yeah. Step one. Silver Palms Gold Fills are a fucking good reason to play UPF. So at, yep. at you know at Worlds, if they're running UPF event, you better fucking believe I'm in that. And I'm sweet talking everyone trying to politically get my way <laughs> to the final table and and not die yeah, first, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. Second, you heard that- it. You just kill him, team. Yeah. No, if he's on no, your no, table, no, no. crush no, that straight. I'll fucking straight. kill you in the car park if you kill me. Second, <laughs> he's not joking. That was not the not you, Gary. entertaining... Yeah. <laughs> game of fab i've ever watched okay james white nearly left the building when he heard how that game happened he literally came back into the building and wanted to play by play back to how that game went yeah wow. um, there was a shiana and a ko at the table yeah right there was taylor who'd won the competition the day before yeah. sleeved up taylor and all the yeah. equipment watching by the way the amount of rules misplays during this UPF tournament was insane. There was a judge sitting there the whole time and the shit that was happening shouldn't have been happening. Do you know what I mean? Like, Sure. But the fact mm-hmm. that, you know, the, the Shiana copied the KO and, and then went whatever it was, I think crippling or spinal for fucking 22 brilliant, yeah. and then red pummeled it and like did the Brent brute. Like he's like, I've been wanting to do that all my fucking life. He rolled three sixes in a row or two sixes and a five, <laughs> right? And no, no, but demolished everyone and then got turned on straight away because it's like way too cracked and no one wanted to kill the KO so that to yep. just get rid of the Shiana before. You know what I mean? Like it was that. And then the Taylor wins because the Taylor, everyone's misjudging her health pool. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's like, oh, she's on tennis. Like, no, mate, she's health, on 38 <laughs> yeah. right now. Like, she's not killable because she just sides that in another eight life or whatever. Cracked. So fun. And that's the thing. You're a deck builder. Like, the amount of surprises you could have. Like, Pummel Dromai was fun when we yep. played around with that and I just smashed people with it. Mm-hmm. But see, in UPF, there's another like five heroes, 10 heroes. Even. I don't know how many there are now. Yorick's been banned. Yes. Understand. No, no. But the other heroes like Yoji, like the, um, uh, Drakai of Judgment, Taipanis, mm-hmm. like the ability to re, re, uh, to point Redirects. damage yeah, away. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Shiana herself is the most complex mechanic. Very complicated. Hero. But if you know what the fuck you're doing, the amount of good cards you can have in that deck yeah. No one actually knows what's in your deck. Like that's that's yeah. the beauty I think of UPF and why it could be fun is you can you can spike it. I believe it's a format yes. you can yeah. spike, but also it's you cannot just walk in with the best deck. Yeah, sure. Because that doesn't matter if you're constantly the person on Kano wiping the board, you will just get one shot. Yeah, immediately. The one thing I'm just disappointed about is that the gold foil silver palms isn't just called gold, gold palms. <laughs> that's, that's, but that's how cool it is. That's yeah. how I was like, wait. Here's, here's, yeah. my, here's my issues with this. Okay, first things first, anyone I've known, okay, I don't know everyone that's played, obviously UPF, but the people I've spoken to that have played it say it's pretty shit. Okay, let's oh, be frank. Okay. It's clunky, it's messy, the way it works, it's not a good experience. Like you said, Phil, if it was a great experience, every Tom, Dick, and Harry would already be playing it, right? If UPF was amazing to play, right, amazing. You just sat down and it was just smooth, slick. It worked in with the flesh and blood mechanics. 
People would be playing it. You wouldn't have to tell them to play it. They'd be playing the damn thing. What I've been told, not that good. Mm. Okay. Now, follow up from that, I don't want to see... I'd hope that LSS wouldn't pump resources away from limited CC and Blitz into UPF. Um, I'm more hot on... I, I, you know, I'm, I'm getting quite a bit of a hard on for PVE. Okay. I see more of a, a future, more of a unique space and all these UPF heroes, they can play in PvE, right? Like they're, they're built. In my mind, when I see them, I see them, the mechanics more leading to a PvE experience over a UPF experience. Um, um, I, I think there's, you know, other people in the industry, whether it's Magic with Commander doing it better already. I don't think um, Fab LSS need to be distracted by it. I think keep UPF there and, you know, like don't abandon it, but... I just no, but I don't, I don't think it exists right now. I th- like, there's no scene for it. I think PVE is the. What do you think about PVE, Phil? Do you I, have any hopes about, for it? I don't care about PVE formats. Um, no I, hopes. I look. If it's fun, it's fun for me. The reason I play card games is because I want to beat someone. Yeah, mm-hmm. compete. Yeah. Um. I so PVE has no inspiration for me. I mean, Keyforge had a PVE format. I never touched it. Like obviously, I was. Very competitive at that game. Um, even though it's, it's being revived now. That's funny. Yeah, I saw. <laughs> Actually, uh, a team reached out to me and they were like, do you want to come play this game again? And I had a look at it. And I was like, nah, I'm good. But look, it, it in every other game that I've played, PvE has never inspired me. I'm not a Dungeons and Dragons guy. You know, even when I played the Warhammer Underworlds, um, the pseudo card game. There was a PVE format for that. I think we played it once and then we went, okay, great. We have way more interesting games playing um, competitively. And I mean, why is that the case? I don't know. In in Warhammer Underworlds, it's because I... And I'm not sure if this is the, the truth for all PVE-inspired formats ever, but I feel like PVE has to cater to not the lowest common denominator, but a lower common denominator. Has to be accessible. <clears throat> exactly, right? So then if you sit down with the mentality of someone who has a background playing competitively and suddenly you're in a situation where it's like, oh yeah, this was made, it's like everyone can have fun. Like I'm the sort of person where like I know Monopoly strategy like or Uno like yep. strategy and things like that, right? So when you put me in a PVE environment, I'm like, how quickly can I break this? And once I've done it once, I'm not interested anymore. Yeah. Um, Monopoly is actually one of the easier games. Yes. To yeah. Just not lose it. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Um, and especially if everyone else is playing for fun, you just won't lose. You just crush people. <laughs> yeah. Like you can win that game in half an hour if mm. you know what you're doing. Um, and but I think that's that's the draw, right? Is it's no one should like depends on how they do pve yeah it's gonna be more like dnd where it's just none of you want to play like it probably appeal yeah. to the people that don't want to have the 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 nothing competitive yeah no totally fine like i get that I, yeah. i'd like there to be a competitive aspect to the pve i'd like there to be challenges right lss challenges that's what i was gonna get bosses to next, if they make it like so hard here's pve but here's like if you can beat this like the lss dev struggle to beat this so here's this boss good luck then i'm yeah. interested like five no, percent of yeah. the people in the both. world beat it and yeah. you get an achievement or something yeah, yeah that, that I'm, so. I'm great so when i um i think it, i can't remember if it was might have been Hearthstone, uh, Hearthstone, Red Terror, Shadowverse, the three digital games that I played. One of them had a 
like a raid boss sort of thing. Yep. It was really, really hard to do. And there was literally, you got a special card or a, or a card back or something. God, I, I really don't remember. For being one of the people who beat that. Yeah. And so you I, beat it. Yep. I never cared about any of the like versus AI uh, events in any of these games ever. And then this happened and I was like, well, there's a special card back. So obviously I need to win, I need to win it now, right? Like, because I need to show that I'm in the 1%. That's just my, yeah. That's what drives me as mm. a as a competitive player. You know, what used to be sick. War, World of Warcraft is such a weird game to have, like, to watch if you don't play it. But they used to do, like. There's a PVE arena format in World of Warcraft, okay. which is crazy because it's a PVE game. It's you and like 39 other mates killing a big dragon. Yeah. But then like arena was very hard to balance because all the mechanics are designed for PVE. When you make a PvP format from a PvE game, it's janky. But what was the most interesting to watch was speed runs. They go, oh, here's the best team in the world. Here's the best team in the world. Second best or whatever. Here's a dungeon. We've tuned it up. First to the end wins. Mm -hmm. And then to see them break it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? To see them be able to bypass and and finish it in four minutes where you thought it was going to take them half an hour. That would be interesting. See, if we turned up to Worlds and they, they suddenly go, hey, let's get Team Australia versus Team Canada. Here's a box of history pack. Mm. Crack it, build three decks, and we've got a, a boss you got to try and beat. Yeah, that would be Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. then you're like pitch, you're, you're putting your brain power as a team into an objective. Mm. It's still competitive. PvE could have legs like that for sure because that's very fun to watch. Yeah. If you go... You know, it's Nick Butcher versus um, Philip Mackay. You're going to get the same cards. Mm. You're going to get 100 cards. You can build a 30-card deck. And we're not like... Uh, no, they show you the boss, the mechanics of the boss, and you've got half an hour to build a deck, and whoever beats it first wins. That, that'd be so sick. Yeah. Do you know so how... Like, that, that's cool Because not everyone yeah. can do that. So yeah. it's a skill. And again, if it's streamed, if they mic you up, do you know what I mean? Like how yeah. interesting that is. And it's pure PvE, but there's the competitive... They should definitely mic me up. They should actually just have me mic'd up for the entire event. That would be... <laughs> just there, has been some, there has been some talk. <laughs> Follow yeah, him uh, around with the camera. Friend of the, friend of the podcast, definitely not what well, you better be watching. Mr. Brendan Patrick, uh, commentator for Worlds, recently yeah. announced... He um, doesn't watch he, the podcast. He took... He took <laughs> Excuse me. He took some um, inspiration from uh, 2018 uh, GP coverage. They called it the the Reed Duke. Oh, GP, I know the one where they hooked yeah, him yeah, up, yeah. and yeah. he was saying, you know, this is something um, flesh and blood LSS should look into. What are your thoughts on that? Do you like that? Like um, the cricket, the cricket matches. Yeah, do it, I think that sounds real mic. fun. I think there just needs to be look when it comes to commentating, and this is to an extent a criticism of commentators in Flesh and Blood currently. Um, I think the failure in some commentating right now is that there's kind of this concept called colour and content. Um, and when you commentate, it's much better if you have just the same two people who know how to bounce off of each other and know how to create content live, mm. essentially. Sort of like what we're doing here. Um, I'm never going to commentate. Sure, yeah. Um, but I, I've I've always felt a little bit underwhelmed um, with universally. There has been no um, coverage until uh, Australian Nationals this year, where I went, okay, yes, this is a, a pair of people who I'm genuinely they're friends, interested. right? Yeah, I yeah. think because they're good mates. Um, they had good chemistry. Now there were issues with that broadcast, of course. 
But when it came to like the small snippets that I did actually listen to, I really found them quite engaging. Now, some of the other commentating that I've heard hasn't been as fun. I think a really good way to spice that up would be to have, you know, the cricket mics on. Mm. Um, now, you do kind of need to be careful about that because if you put a cricket mic on someone like me, I am... Start swearing in French. Uh, yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> like, you know... the See, that just takes... I think that's that type of production having... Because you need it. You need a producer in the back yes. to do that properly. Yeah. But I think what we miss... So some of the flesh and blood commentary, and I, I, I genuinely, I don't watch a lot of it because mm, I've been I. at the yeah. events as well. Like when you're at the event, you're not watching the commentary yeah. and I don't necessarily go back and watch. Some of it starts to become a bit self-serving. What, yes. I, what I personally, decide, I'm not calling anyone out specifically, but I'm very free with my feedback. Like it's legit. I fucking don't appreciate it. I watched the magic one. They're talking about the players mm. and they're talking about the cards and not about their fucking selves. Yeah. Your job is to point at them. Yeah. They're the professional player. If Pablo's mm. sitting there, pull up the Wikipedia type of thing. You should have a sheet. Yes. Especially the day before, someone should send you a sheet of those top eight players, mm -hmm. what their achievements are. So Flesh and Blood, hopefully they're printing those cards. You see the cards yeah, with the way. players on it. Hopefully they give some of these players like their cards to hand out at Worlds. That's kind of funny. Yeah. It'd be sick, right? That, I want to know about them. I want to know about Brody. I don't want to hear about what were they doing. I am going to call someone out here. They were doing like the chat. They were getting like Twitter to give them random words to say during. Oh, that was stop. Yeah, yeah that stop. Was, uh, that was like, US nuts. You think it's entertaining, and your fans think it's entertaining. But fans of the game that tune in for yeah, the game, because yeah. we're talking like twenty something thousand views on those videos. Be professional. Joke all you want, but don't do inside jokes. No one gives a fuck. Do jokes. T talk about talk about Canada versus US. That's funny. Yeah, talk about things that are like professional and and on the table and on the screen. Talk about the players. Like, I, d I don't I don't care. We talked about thirty five followers on Twitter. None of us in the fab sphere are famous. Like, do not yes. get that thing in your head that you're anybody. None of us are anybody. None. The game is tiny. Be be professional. What you want is some idiot from Magic who hates flesh and blood tunes into the broadcast and goes geez that's the reaction you want you don't want some side little jokes little flesh and blood intricacy like talking about memes only we understand because there's five of us on twitter that talk yeah. about it don't do that yeah there's a time and place for these things no, no, but but you're if you're broadcasting like what was it was it uh maybe america u.s nationals or something it was u.s nats but this happened focus yeah. on nationals i'm not like i'm not trying to be this is con i'm trying to be constructive is what, by the way, why I don't want to cast. I don't mm. think I'd be very good at it. It's the same as why I don't know blitz, blitz tier list. Like, do it well. If your job is to cast, you should know everything about the player. And if you don't know anything, while your other commentators commentating, Google the guy. How old are they? Where are they from? Married or not? Tell me the story. Who the fuck is Pablo? And why does he wear sandals? That like <laughs> I want to know. No, but I will see. I can bring that up on the spot. It's funny, but he literally mm. he's so relaxed, man. Shorts and sandals acing everybody the guy i know he doesn't test with anyone internationally he only tests in spain with sunflower team sunflower come on tell that, me about i, I want to learn about, about sunflower i want to know, know everything about, about sunflower yeah i want to know how the fuck this guy has all these sponsors on his jersey and he's from spain yeah. like do you know, do you understand what i'm saying yeah i actually when i when i watched the us now well actually every single event that has coverage i've started with the coverage on and i last probably 15 minutes before mm. i mute it um, 
in each game. And I don't think it's a lack of talent. I think it's a lack of direction. You're correct. Yeah, I think they need someone behind them who's actually telling them what to do. Or they need to educate themselves. And I'm not talking specifically about people doing the US. I'm talking about all the coverage I've watched because I had much bigger issues. I think it was Krakow. Was it Krakow? Poland. Poland. Yeah. Like there were a couple of weird casting um, that happened. If you don't know what to say, talk about what you can see. Talk about yeah. the board. Talk about the players. You don't have to fill the air. And funnily enough, like us three at the table have some talent with the hot air bullshit. Like I can talk underwater. Sure. But that's still not enough because that's a good skill. But then I also need the technical. I need to know exactly what a red revel says without looking at it, which yeah. I don't. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Plus, I need to also be disciplined enough to do my homework on the event, on the timings, on what their record is. It's like a sport. Like I should know what Matt Rogers' achievements are if I'm casting him. If but if they don't, job. they should, like you said, they should have someone behind the scenes no, no, but pulling that up on a computer for them so they can see it. No, no, that's that's something you can sit the night before, send a couple of messages out, and you'll have all the data. You message Matt Rogers himself, go, hey, can you just tell me yeah. your fab achievements? Yeah. Go look up Matt Rogers on the... But, but people could, can't remember everything. I'm Give not me a asking to remember. Yeah, that's Give what I mean. They need to... Yes, maybe LSS could help. I'm just saying that's what I'd like to see. I shouldn't say like what they're not doing. What I'd like to see is, is more of that like yeah. professional cut. And I'm, when I say professional, I'm talking the focus is the players, the community, the the cards. Um, again, people with enough knowledge to go, this board state looks like this is going to happen. And never, ever, ever talking shit about the people playing. Yeah. Oh, that's a misplay. Fuck off. They're top eight at nationals. You can't say that. Yeah. Like, you you can question it, but you no, can't no, no, just straight no, out no, be no. like, it's a misplay. Be very careful. Yeah, very careful. Yeah. Because it happened... Um, at that calling when Yanji was playing and he won mm. the thing and they were talking shit. I'm like, guys, like, stop talking. Yeah, you're not because Because they were going, oh, that's a weird choice of gloves. Yeah, no, that's not optimal. That's not ideal. He should be doing this. I'm like, he's on Viz in a mirror <clears throat> and he did win off those cards. I think it was also Tome of the Arknight. They mm-hmm. were, you know what I mean? But he, like, in the mirror, you need spice to win usually. Sure. Like, you need that bit of variance because yeah. if you have the exact same decks, you're way too much at the mercy of luck. But if your deck is already based on luck, you might just high roll. Like that seems to be what Yanji was doing. The way he'd built his deck was he could beat the mirror. I think that's what um, folks did. His deck was built to beat Briars. So he had like weird like yellow snatches and stuff. It wasn't the most optimal, but he knew if he had those, he had a better chance into the mirror, which is what he... I don't know enough. I'm just saying... So it's interesting you say that. So I commentated a uh, a Weishwartz event online. Why would you do that? Uh, yeah, I know, right? Um, Is that the one with all the um, yeah, 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 boobois? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, the one that you like. Um, <laughs> what? Actually, there's a few <laughs> in, our, in our locals now. Playing. Yeah, 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 playing yeah. Weiss. It, it's a great game, but I was brought back to commentate this event just because I'm a historical player, mm. essentially, not because I was you know, in line with what was happening presently. Um, it was run by some uh, Canadian guy, Tim Victor Jensi. It was a really real, well-run event. My co-host was Ken Takahata, who's one of the official commentators for Bushy Road, um, which is the company yep. that runs Schwartz. Sydney-based. I know him very, very well. I think we've probably known each other for maybe 10 years now. Um, or we would have met 10 years ago. Games in Japanese. I don't read Japanese. Don't speak Japanese. He does. Uh, the name was probably a giveaway. But... His entire role on that commentating session was just to read out and translate 
every single card that I didn't know or that the people yep. watching didn't know. Because a lot of people who watch this game aren't. No, they don't know how to read the cards. You may know what they do, sure. but his role was just read out everything. My job was to do everything else. Talk about the players, talk about what's going on in the board state, what do I think about the state of the game, yep. everything like that. And it worked really, really well, and we had really good engagement. People were donating money, um, all these sorts of things. It was, it was a fantastic event. Now, the reason it worked was because we had very clearly defined roles. And I feel like when I listen and watch some of this coverage, the commentators are just... Two are the same person who are maybe bouncing off each other, maybe running parallel, whatever. But it doesn't feel like they actually really know specifically what their position is in that commentary stream. Like if your job is entertainment because you're not the pro player, yeah. like in a sense, if they brought tall Timmy on, mm. you should be the funny guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does your job is to shout and scream in the Which microphone. means ideally if they put you and Matty Folks on, then you have a good dynamic because Matty Folks is funny, but he's mostly going to be able to tell you exactly what he thinks is going on in that yeah. play, and you're going to be able to whoa be as funny as team. you want. Because if, if the pressure's <laughs> not on well, you, that's huge. Yeah, if, if exactly, look at the size yeah, of that attack. Ten to kill, you know what I mean? <laughs> Dominate. <laughs> it's like the fourth, fifth attack he goes on, mega kill. But the point is, we're going to get the tall to commentator pack coming out soon. If you knew from from the very beginning. Paul, your job is not you don't need to know anything. Yes, we know you know fab, but you don't we don't need you to talk about the technical aspects, don't talk about the deck builds, the sideboard, none of that matters. Then you're you're gonna be like, okay, that pressure's off, so that's his job. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's important. if that's the way you're gonna go. But definitely at least know like There's some sense of direction has to be. Even exist. if it's one person is the filler who's or is coming in with stats, is mm -hmm. coming like like when it's boring you should be talking about the rest of the meta, the other yeah. 20 tables going on. Any anecdotal stories? Like, you know, team calling had a, a brute team of two that made it to day two. That's, that's what you as the commentator should be abreast yeah. of all, or have someone helping you with. All I can say is, if you haven't already, watch the cult classic movie called Best in Show. Yeah. Okay, Best in Show. Look it Sports up. Sports movie. Watch it tonight. It's, uh, it's about dogs. somewhat, yeah. It's somewhat like a like a parody, like anyway, like right. a black comedy uh, sort of um, brilliant movie. And the the commentators comment, the two commentators commentating the dog show is some of the best shit you'll ever see. It must be ad libbed at least some of it. <laughs> Watch that. You can probably look them up on YouTube if you can't be bother watching the movie. But I would recommend the movie. It's fantastic. It's, it's classic, they're yeah. my spirit animals for sure. Not the dogs, the commentators. Dogs, okay. yeah. Um, yeah, so got a question, Phil. Go gonna on. pivot. Gonna pivot. So, yeah, if you don't, you probably already people watching this probably already know, especially because I made a video on this last week or the week before um, that you did gift me a PTI. So I will be playing in Worlds now. Yes. <laughs> I haven't spoken to you about this. Mm. Um, so that move, that video that I uploaded, um, got a few thumbs down. Okay, rarely. Can you believe it? Rarely. It was does me. A, rarely does a tall Timmy video get thumbs down, believe it or not. I know they're out there, but I don't know. They don't watch them anymore. Uh, but yeah, that, that video actually copped, not millions, but it copped quite a few thumbs down because I know the whole, um, uh, the whole uh, rule that James White introduced that you can gift PTIs it's uh, it's you know, it's it's split controversial, the community. controversial. Split the community. People have strong opinions on it. Okay, 
Um, so I just wanted to ask you is A, you know, why'd you really give me a PTI? Um, what are your thoughts on the gifting system? Uh, do you think it'll stay? Do you think it's good for the game, bad for the game? Um, yeah, just keen to hear, okay. hear about it. Why did I give you a PTI? Yes. This is way simpler to answer than I think people would think. It's because you asked for it. That's literally it. Uh-uh. No. I offered and you said, yeah, I'd yeah, like yeah, to yeah, have you, it. No, no, and you yeah. knew. So he, you yeah. knew he was looking for one. Because yeah, he, yeah, he was literally was trying to for buy it. one. Yeah, yeah. Yes. You, you, yeah, you said if one. I top eight... Um, I'll give it to you and I top eight so I gave it to yeah, you that's, that's right it. you said I, mean, I already had one you said if I top eight no you we were all it. trying to help you get a PTO like yeah. people selling one yeah. yeah but Phil was like if I win one have it yeah I mean look I um, probably am not going to be as heavily involved in flesh and blood after the world championships at least in the tournament setting um, so I can go and sell a PTI to someone that I don't know and they can go and flop with it or I can give it to someone who I think deserves it as a pillar of the community who will flop and with it. Yeah. Yeah. Who will flop with it. But at least <laughs> like when, when he flops, it'll be like a fun belly flop and we can all watch the video on live leak later. Um, Wait, no, I, is there an agreement you get videos for the PTA? Yeah, is that the idea? Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, but genuinely I just, I just thought, you know, of the people that I, I'd rather gen, given that it is something I'm allowed to do, I'm allowed to give mm. a PTI away. I would rather give it to someone who is going to make the most out of that event, who's going to make memories at that event, not for just themselves, but for other people, um, and uh, will really enjoy it. And this is the other thing as well. I remember my first world championship 15 years ago, like it was yesterday, right? I could replay that entire thing in my head. Every single card that I played, every game that I played, I remember everything that happened. It was a massive... I guess foundational it's a core memory for me and it's a fundamental event that set in motion the rest of my life and as far as I understand this is the first time that you will this is the first ever compete uh, in yeah like a professional like yeah like uh the only qualified event like events that I've been to that required a qualification are like magic nats flesh mm -hmm. and blood nats but this is the first like professional level TCG event well, like I've ever been the to. The cash for top 64 is like proper cash. Yeah. 1500, yeah. I think it starts at. For putting, like, like I forget, they, forget about I mean? the money. When no, I no, was but I'm saying, like, professional level, yeah. it's very. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 15 years ago when we were playing Worlds, first part was a 10 grand, right? Yeah. Like, it, it wasn't a. Different a, world. Yeah. Um, but the memories and the experience of going are worth more than that. Mm. And I think that's. It's more valuable to me that I can share that experience with someone. Um, because I remember how important my first world championship was. It's a memory that I'll have for the rest of my life. Um, then selling it to some fucking grinder who's like, let's be real. If you couldn't qualify on your own to get there, me selling it to you, you're just, you're, you're there cause you're trying to grind basically. And if you're offering to buy a PTI off me, like you think that you can like spike everyone, you probably, probably can't. If you can, congrats, but no, but it's it not it that hard to it. qualify. Like in the grand scheme, sure, there's sure, plenty yeah. of ways to get there. I, I view it as like the value of the memory is worth more to me mm. than and like helping someone out in that, than whatever in that respect. Yeah, and, US and whatever. whatever. Yeah, I, I don't care about that. Now, what do I think about actually gifting PTIs? Well, I look at this in, there's two perspectives. I'm going to take a very lawyery approach to this, okay? If the law says something is legal, then I do it. Yeah. Right? You know, there, there are... And if it says it's illegal, you do it without telling anyone. Sure, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
you know, there are like people complain about, oh, you know, let's just let's turn the, the podcast real political real quickly. Sure. Um, so I don't know, tax breaks for the rich, for example, right? If you have access to that, even if you're not in that demographic, do it because mm. they're all doing it, right? If you don't know how to offset your, your earnings in some way or you don't know what a Delaware C-Corp is, go Google these things. Go do it because everyone who's making a billion dollars is doing it and it's your own fault that you're not taking advantage of a system that exists. In flesh and blood, currently, you are allowed to gift PTIs. So I gift them. That's kind of the end of the line for me. Now, will, do I disagree with the concept of gifting PTIs? Absolutely. 100% I disagree with it. But it's currently something that you can do. Therefore, I do it. That's it. Do you think it'll change? No. <clears throat> I don't think it will. Um, it's too... Uh, I think... It, okay, first of all, the the, red, uh, the availability of PTIs is... Um, and the, the current way that the system works, like given the current system, where people, certain people, can very easily gain multiple PTIs... And there are not that many events that mm. you can use them for. Realistically, the only event that you have to use, well, actually, no, no, worlds, you don't even no, have to use. Some are just a PTI. qualifying for a specific yeah, event. Exactly. Otherwise, you do whatever. Like, how did I go to Pro Tour? As I won ProQuest both times, yeah. right? Mm. How did I get to Nationals? As I won RTN both times. You know, how did I. The only event that I haven't naturally qualified for is worlds because naturally qualifying for worlds out of Australia is a fucking ordeal, right? So I had to use a PTI to get there. But realistically, the number of events that I have been part of where I could have or have gotten a PTI is quite a large amount. So it makes sense that I will have, as a player who is earning a lot of PTIs, I will also have one other events that allow me to get into these otherwise PTI necessary events, and I'm left with a surplus. What am I doing with these? I may as well filter them down to other people, right? That's the way I look at the current system. And it seems to me that given the way the current system is built and how you qualify it, that's almost a necessity in order for yeah. some people to be able to actually get there. Is yeah, to, you, what you don't want is an event with 20 people in it because... And the reason I say, say it's a necessity... Yeah. I, saw, I saw you just frown, Paul. The reason I say it's a necessity is that if you're... The no, second, I didn't frown. I was like, oh, okay. okay. That, that, the, that was like, say more. Say more If you're that. the second or third best player or fourth best player, I think you still deserve to go to some of these major events. But because of the way the system is set up right now, it's very likely that you will never win one. Mm -hmm. And that's a shame. I think you should still have an opportunity to go. And those people who are coming first may like, you know, you test with them, you work with them. You go, okay, yeah, fine. This is my, my friend who helped me get to this position right now. I've already qualified. Here's the PTI. Come to Worlds with me. So, yeah. Look, will it change? They have to revamp the whole system if they want to get rid of the PTI gifting. They could do something along the lines of get put a limit on it. Like, <clears throat> for teams mm. and friends, if you had a time limit of after winning the PTI, how long you have to gift it, like it's got to be fresh, like yeah. within a week, then it's only going to go to, like it's less likely that... The weird thing for me is, see, it's weird that anyone would get upset that it got gifted. Gifting is the whole... That makes sense because it's like teammates and friends or you yeah. can't go, so you... It's selling, which is really selling, that's weird. actually... Because yeah. that's why I wouldn't touch it, right? I was one win away. Mm -hmm. One win. And other nine fives at Pro Tour got one. So I cashed, but I didn't get one. Mm -hmm. Fine. One win. Money's too easy. Like, yeah, 
I don't feel like it, it was too easy to, especially because I also got friends that were happy to help. Um, Roy might have sold me one for cheap. Plenty of people would have sold me one for cheap. I have someone in New Zealand offer me one for free. I'm like, I don't want to appear to have paid to win. Sure. Or pay, yeah. even paid to play. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think the other consideration that comes up is because prize splitting is allowed. Mm. Uh, because you can transfer a PTI and specifically you can functionally sell your PTI, there is now a fluid cash value. Yeah on PTIs and it's not there's no market rate on what yeah. a PTI is it's purely speculative oh, sure. I bought one for $300 doesn't mean it's worth 300 bucks right it's someone sold this for 2000 so well okay yes yeah yeah, yeah. some yeah. some are selling for 2000 <laughs> some are selling for 400 yeah yep. um, and that makes because price splitting is something that happens regularly in this game I dislike this because now it gets to the point where I don't want to have to sit down and calculate someone and some guys like, Oh, you know, this is the, this, I'll let you have the PTI. If you, this is my split on that. Fuck you, man. Yeah. Right. Price split is a hundred to zero. Cause I'm going to win and you're going to lose. That's how it works. Right. Like I, I already find price splits. I think they're done improperly. I mean, I actually have some very complex theories about how price splitting should be done um, based on your odds of winning. I think 50, 50 price splitting is for morons. Um, but now that PTIs are no longer just like an I've qualified for yep. this event, it's got an actual value on it. But it, not all yeah. PTIs, like not ProQuest PTIs. No, 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 no. no. Like, I'm talking about yeah. P- PTI PTIs, Correct. right? Not yeah. like I win a ProQuest. Calling Battle Hardens. Yeah. Calling yeah, yeah, yeah. Battle Hardens, yeah. yeah. It's like when I went down to Taz for, to play yeah. ProQuests down there and I get into the finals, I have so much leverage over the person across the table from me. So I just be like, yeah, I'm already in. The PTI is worth so much to you, right? So I can I can turn around to them and say, "Cool, you can have the PTI. I take everything." Does that seem fair to me? Yeah, I don't negotiate. Yeah, I just exactly. play the game. I also don't negotiate. Yeah, I, I don't want to negotiate. But given the opportunity, given the availability of it, it puts. I, I mean, I, I think it, well, it would be it a lot more valuable if they if it wasn't giftable. They yes. had to take yeah. it or not take exactly, it. Exactly yeah. right. Like there's. The, there's definitely uh, a, a, it's a bit strange. I almost I think a way to fix that. I've said this a few times, and I stand by it. It doesn't fix everything, but it fixes the whole ProQuest freaking shenanigans. Mm. If just like they had in Magic, if you qualify for a Pro Tour, if you earn a PTI in a in a ProQuest season. Okay, you've won a ProQuest, you've earned a PTI, you've That's been it. handed one. That's it. You yep. can no longer enter in any more ProQuest for that season. Have a few weeks off. Yeah, You can't play. Yeah, I agree. Okay, they need to do that. I don't know I why agree. they haven't done that already. Even in the smaller regions, like here, let me let me put it this way. It's anecdotal, but I think you guys have, especially you would have noticed this, Phil. There are some regions where some of these events, the RTNs, the ProQuests, mm. were like, Literally less than a dozen. Oh my god! No, no, but let me explain. So, <laughs> so in that case, what's happening is I'm the best player in Idaho. <laughs> Idaho again. So it that just has a funny name. It's like that has the. That's issue. where the potatoes come from, right? Kentucky. The huge potatoes. <laughs> the issue with that is you get a bunch of friends. They all qualify. Yep. Then you face them at Pro Tour in a draft pod, and you're like, "What the fuck are you doing here? Like, how? How?" Did you qualify? Because there was a lot of European players, love most of the European players. There were some that did not belong in that room that were qualified 100%, like like miles away from qualifying. Like having, 
Someone asked all the freaking defense reaction in an Icelander mirror, man. Like, no, like, there's no way you test a draft. There's no way you played an Icelander mirror before this moment because you know that card doesn't go in. That doesn't go in there. But then people reading cards during draft, like, can I read that? I'm like, at a PT, at a PT, yeah, yeah. qualified, yeah. But the other issue is with what the Australian scene has. We have a lot of very good players, mm. but we also have. A, like an elite four or five, sure. elite level, world, world level. Like Nick Hayden, you, Roy, those four. I'm not even. This is in Sydney, right? I'm not talking about Melbourne, which you probably have another yeah, half a dozen, players, and yeah. Brisbane has a few. Like yeah. ACT has a couple, but I'm saying like just just our ProQuest and RTNs, and Hayden to go win three of them. That's expected. He switched decks three times and won three of them. And funnily enough, he won with Prism, put his desk up, 10 people across the world won with the Prism list while he was on another list. Like, the guy is very good. But but what's the point of one person winning three or four? And then you have the issue of not enough Australian people qualify because it's not actually... There's also prize splitting happening where yeah. I'm not eligible, no one's conceding to me in round three to help me get to the top. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. There's that. Too. I'm not saying Hayden did. I'm saying that's definitely something that happens in our progress. I hate that. But they're smaller, right? Yeah. Well, you, Hayden, you, you've, I've seen Fu concede to you at a RTN. Yeah, that's because of the matchup though. <laughs> no, no, no. But, but what I'm saying is like, it still creates this issue of, look, all I'm trying to say is who actually goes to the Pro Tour. That's all I'm talking about. I'm not trying to say anything else. Who actually goes to the Pro Tour? Yo, Yes, PTI, did they trickle in season one? I'm trying to remember for Jersey. I think they trickled down then and they stopped trickling down or something along those lines. Either way, though, the last thing you want is someone winning all of them in a region, let's say. Like imagine in in Sydney we had three and they were won by the one person. Yeah. What's worse is what if the top eight were the same top eight for all of them? What's the point? You know what I think is even worse than that? Arguably, like looking back... Mm. What I did is arguably even worse because I travelled around and took, <laughs> and took other people's. Like <laughs> right, you said with your lawyer thing, if it's not illegal, it's okay. But if you just couldn't play, you would have saved a couple of thousand dollars yeah. in tickets and had some time off playing yeah, and exactly. tested or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a negative. Like a lot of actually high-level players were complaining and have been complaining for a while. The events were too clumped up, too close together. There's no time between nationals. Do you mean physically, as in the tables are too fucking no, small? Well, that that's too. something that needs to be fixed oh, as Jesus, well. Jesus, man, nationals. <laughs> Sorry, okay. Yeah. You guys mentioned before we started the podcast, I know that we're jumping here, but about the location at Worlds. And like, what's actually oh, happening there? Oh, it's at a tent. Yeah, can can you guys run the, me through the this? Because I have no idea about what this is. So th- th- you'll correct me. The rumor is mm. Channel Fireball obviously have the contract to run yes. it, and they have had it for a fucking long time. Yeah, so yeah, they should yeah. should have been prepared. Mm-hmm. It seems like they might have booked. So they booked a center. They go, this is the location in San Jose. Okay, Alice, this is like Bravo, great. Yeah, but they don't have the main hall. <laughs> they have like like a half tent, half building thing. What do you mean a tent? There's photos of it going around. Okay. Look I'll it up look though. It up. You go yeah. whatever the convention center's called. Now, I've heard two different stories. I can't get it straight. Because enough, we're outside. Even, does that mean no masks? Well, so... <laughs> I just saw that. Now. Does that mean no masks? We're not because outside because we're, we're in a tent. 
we're in a, well, it, we're in America. Why? Well, why the are there tent, mosques in America? But does the tent have a a zipper, like on, a it? zipper on it? Like, is it enclosed? Like, if there's no, it no, is, I'm serious. So like, I've heard two rumors because even like I asked News, I'm like, buddy, do you even know? He's like, man, I don't even fucking know. It's like like his job, so he may not know okay. exactly which hole we're in. But there's a rumor that maybe we're in more than one hole because it's a big event. So maybe. There's like the no no but but it's not abnormal to have like section A and B sure yeah especially if they go side events vendors yes, this section register yeah. it's per actually perfect because yeah. ideally if you're in the main event you don't have fucking plebs drafting yeah, yeah, screaming yeah, 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 when they had a fabled right that's yeah. fine second oh sorry Mister Elitist I like <laughs> having the plebs brushing shoulders I with the, the elites top eight would rather be in their own room yes oh come on please second, oh jeez don't you like second, the filth I've, around your I'm pretty your sure we have to wear masks <laughs> <laughs> we do have to wear masks look jersey like in the, the year of, of our the amount of 2022 <laughs> the in America of, of the all places I got threatened oh man Chris Sires had it rough because he was so recognisable with his leather fucking hat oh, yeah, walking yeah. around <laughs> and he never wore the mask. And the amount of times he got threatened to get kicked out of the building. Like, I hope it's not toxic like that, man. Those fucking yellow shirt judges who judge Fab running around telling me to wear a mask was like the most triggering thing. Like, by the way, I was happy to wear a mask, but I also bought enough drinks in my bag to never have to wear one. Like yeah. I was constantly, my bottle was open. I was drinking. It's the tactic. No, no, but people would stand there Watch you have a sip the and minute then, you yeah. cap it on. Sir, can you put your mask on? Or we'll have to escort you out the building. Like, really? I, you know what? My, in, in, again, like the, the legal mind kicks in and I'm like, are you though? No, no. So the last person <laughs> I did ask, <laughs> the last, the last, show, show me the yeah, yeah, paperwork. Yeah. I'm just, I, on, on the, on the end of Sunday. In, Am- in America, of so all places. By force. You were going to physically escort me out of a tent. Don't get me wrong, all right? I'm not some like <laughs> fucking anti vax, whatever, mate. I'm, wait, I've, no, no, co- dude, I've collected when the When legally I have to wear a mask, I wear a mask. <laughs> of, of I've had three jabs. I've had four. four. I've yeah, had yeah, four, yeah. baby. I, it's I fine. Had, mate, I had to fly. Because initially, when I when I was going to go to America, because I was going to I was going to go to America for WPT, mm. and at the time they didn't accept AstraZeneca, I had to fly out of the country to get Moderna two shots. By the time I got back, finally they accepted AZ. I've had five shots, right? <laughs> I'm literally just okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're glowing. Be careful. <laughs> what what color are your shits? That's <laughs> what I want to know. I, they come out brand Look, I know like there's going to be plenty of people watching this and they have their reasons. So, eh, we're not that big. Say whatever he, you want. He, here's the issue that I have. <laughs> that literally like within a stone's throw from the convention where we're having it in and out of a tent, who knows, there's going to be, an, an, an I believe, an NHL game. Okay, a big fucking American hockey league ice hockey game. Okay. Okay. Like this thing's going to be packed. Mate, they're easily going to be 10 times, maybe 15x the amount of people watching that game. And from what I've, my research, uh, no masks. Like You don't have to wear a mask. You can. For my understanding sure. you is can. a CFB thing. You can. Okay. So and I, it might even be more related to the judging staff than CFB themselves. So I, 
That's what I don't understand. That a major no sporting event that's inside. So back to legal. So, there's so no well, legal reason. Okay. Uh, I, there's definitely no legal reason. The only thing that I can think of this is some insider information um, about the insurance industry mm. is that you most insurance policies nowadays and liability have an exclusion yes. for communicable diseases, which yes. only came in in two thousand and. So someone uh, gets COVID and dies. Yeah. They're liable. Um, well, the insurance company will not be held liable. See, this is the problem with America. In Australia, no one can be sued like that. Yes. Do you see? Like, if you catch an airborne disease, they'd like, well, you know, if you now that if you're immunocompromised, you shouldn't have been there, kind of thing. In the US, it's probably you can sue the shit out. Yeah, actual skull rule. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but but is it like, come on, man, wasn't TwitchCon just on? Actually, you yeah. know what? All the photos of TwitchCon they're wearing masks, aren't they? Yeah. Fuck my life, man. No, but then they should run. <laughs> they should run worlds in Australia. What's going on? I, they I, were yeah. TwitchCon. They were wearing masks. I just realized. Like influencers and stuff, yeah. they were wearing masks. Taking uh, that girl that broke her bat in the foam pit wasn't wearing a mask. Dude, she Ooh. broke her back a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> she broke her back a long time ago, Bob. <laughs> the minute I saw that headline, I'm like, Filthy. why is that news? Why is that news? Anyway, that was pretty shitty though. Lenovo's going to lose some money over there. I mean, look, if you're running a, a TCG event, to be fair, if if I sit across from a greasy opponent, mm. pre-COVID already, you'll put a mask on. Yeah, mate. I there's a reason why I walk around and in these events with a fucking. Uh, so let's be. Let's yeah. Be like, you don't wear a mask. What is that? That's like, what do you call that? That's like a hanky or what no, is that? No, no, a no, skivvy, no, it's, it's a, a scarf. What is that? It's like what cowboys wear the dust thing. So it is actually that one that I'm wearing is not like some. I, someone came up to me once and they were like, "You have to put a real mask on." That one that I'm wearing, that's actually. That was made post-COVID. It's actually got four layers of lining inside it. It's medically graded. Um, that's not like that's that's fucking expensive. That thing. I have to wash it like very very t- in a particular way to not yep. damage the lining and stuff like that. Um, it's a uh, yeah. It, it is essentially a face mask, but it's um, one that you use. Um, originally, it's designed for actually hiking in deserts, um, but. Uh, so that's sweat wicking and things like that. So, but so you wear it over your neck, yeah? It sits around yeah, your neck. Yeah, it sits around your neck. And you, sorry. It sits around your neck, goes up over your nose. You're supposed to cover Looks like ears. a scarf or looks like a... It's basically a headscarf, right? Um, yeah. But they are actually like very, very, you know, good and you know, doctors The thing is, Paul, like all, all of this... Maybe I should get one of those. They're much no, no, more but breathable. they won't let you wear it. Like that's the thing, yeah, because yeah, people don't understand. Oh, right? so you weren't you, you were wearing that at PT Jersey? You were wearing that in Jersey. I in Jersey, you. I was. Yeah, yeah. In in France, I was just like, yeah, whatever, man. France was more lax. Yeah, and yeah. also they, I think they said in France, when we sit down, we could take them off or something oh, it was, silly it was like interesting. that. The, yeah. the thing is, like, none of this makes a lot of sense because if it's insurance, I think it's actually more reasonable to just have a like a head scanner at the front. Temperature, yeah, yeah. Temp- like the thing you can even at the airports, like in Singapore. If you're feeling sick, you shouldn't be going no, to no, this no, event. But, well, but absolutely, dude, but dude, like if the- you're sick or a temperature, do not come Correct. to this but event. But Paul, they had at them, like at airports. They already have the body temperature scanners. Like I'm sure yeah. you can rent one for an event this big. It's way better experience than throwing. Imagine being outdoors and it's hot. And you have to wear a, mask. To wear a mask. Like yeah. France was pretty terrible temperature in that building. Lucky yes. they had the three coldest days when we were in France yeah. happened to be the three days of the event. Mm-hmm. Lucky. Like that was fortunate because the night before, yeah, it was pretty miserable. I left early. It was so hot. Like sweat trickling down my back, man, wearing a back. It was Oof. terrible. It was terrible. Terrible. Yeah. Imagine so. that with a thousand. Yeah, no, and, and dude, people. you don't want that. Ooh, like you're playing boys. cards. Like you don't want greasy Marinating. hands. You don't, like you just. 
I don't know. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, look, like I said, I, I think people, let, let's be honest, right? TCGs, some people have reduced acuity to hygiene standards. Um, Filthy card players. Yeah, 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 yeah. Y'all are disgusting sometimes. <laughs> but if you if you know yourself to be one of those people, then don't be appalled, I guess, if you sit down across from someone, they're repulsed from you. However, should this be... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why would you be? Why would you be surprised? Oh, fuck me. <laughs> However, should this be a policy that's enforced by an event organiser when much larger, more substantial medical conferences don't have, don't have this this level of... Uh, like, dude, I'm... It's I'm, not fear-mongering, and, and by the way, it's I just know, I know this is like, maybe a lot of people won't agree, but this is not my stance on vaccinations, but I wouldn't care if they want proof of vaccination. Of course not. I wouldn't care if they want a proof of a PCR test. I just want to enjoy the event. Yeah. Like, I'm, like, I want to see people's faces. People are going to ask us for photos. People want to talk loud event, even like judge calls and stuff, trying to hear people through masks. The amount of people that just oh, take I'd the mask off. To, so the yeah. point of the mask, like yeah. th- this is my, no one's listening, like, because no one's going to change their mind because I said it. But the point of the mask is to stop us exchanging germs. Correct. The minute you go judge and the judge comes over and they're leaning in, fuck the mask because they're within like 10 centimeters of your fucking yeah. face. Second, the second they take it off to explain something because you said, pardon me three times in a row because they can't fucking hear them because it's muffled. Defeats the point of the mask. The minute you touch your mask, defeats the point of the mask. Yeah. Like why? Like it's it's a token. I'm not gesture. saying masks don't work. I'm saying how they work is not how we use them in the TCG space. Yeah, exactly. In any space publicly, is not sure actually anything. like medically enforced. Like you're not watching me go to the like. If you go to the toilet with the mask on, no point wearing a mask. Yeah. Like like there's a lot of reasons why. Also. In an event, like how long were we there? Like twelve hours that day. Mm, yeah, they should be giving me like six masks and at least. Yeah, and like you're supposed to go wash your hands before you put yeah, it on and then yeah. never touch it again. And man, uh, like I, I'd much rather the, that yeah. vax proof PCR test temperature check. No, but I, think well, honestly, I think you're sweet. These days, I think you're sweet. because legally you don't need any of that. Really, all they would really need is um, the temperature check. Because anyone over, go get a rat test and come back, or yeah. you can't. You're not allowed in. Do you know? Like that's how simple it should be. If you have a temperature, not allowed in. Uh, look, I, I've had, I've got one friend at the moment that has COVID, but honestly, when you start thinking, like there was a chunk of time where everyone was getting it, and now that's dwindled. Right significantly. Down. I don't think there's any new strain. I'm not following it, but I don't think there's any crazy new strain. So I don't. I don't look. We don't even have to wear them on the planes going over to America. Which, oh, really? Which is a much no. worse. Oh, okay. No, yeah. no, no, no. Australian. No, no, pla- no, no mask at and airports And we don't even anymore. need a test coming Anything. in because you're vaccinated yeah. enough. Do we, like, do we need to get tests going out? No, no, there's no. no, no I'm gonna got, check. No, but I'm pretty no, sure. no. I checked. I, I will like get it done anyway ago. because I would like to. For my own yeah. knowledge, I would like to get it done. Mm. But yeah, I wasn't aware. I, for the and the Esther as well doesn't require you to do anything like that, right? No. Yeah. Look, no. It, I'll I'll double check myself. Yeah, you, no, by I the way, you should always check ago. for yourself. Yeah, no, yeah check. Yeah, no, no. The last thing you want is you get on you try and get on a plane, they go, No. This is not medical or financial <laughs> advice. <laughs> but no, it is dude. but it is legal advice. <laughs> <laughs> it just saves me because we had to rock up to the airport bloody um, you know, what, four hours before flying out to Jersey. To get the same day PCR test, 
because it okay. had to be 24 hours before or whatever. So which means you had to be tested at the airport, mm. which yep. means yeah, you had yeah. to get there four, five yeah, hours yeah. early to make sure you got but the result. But that's the thing. It's all gone. So I don't know. Look, I hope, by the way, we're assuming no one officially has said there'll be masks at the event, but okay. but I have heard there will be. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, we know that whole tent thing is confirmed but it may not be the main hall but it but by the sounds of it, it if is. it's a tent but by it the sounds the of it hall. it is yeah no no it's like a how do you explain it it's like a building a pavilion, with a clear yeah. roof oh okay i get what you're saying like a like it's like a well, where they like grow a, marijuana <laughs> it does look like a greenhouse yeah legit yeah, it's yeah. california so <laughs> yeah by the way the lighting <laughs> might be great which can be an issue in events like the lighting yeah, will probably yeah, be yeah, great yeah, yeah. but then but yeah, Jersey, same thing happened to me, man. What's very, this? very last day on Sunday. To me, the most important judge thing. judge came, sat next to me, five centimeters from my face and goes, put your mask on or I'm going to kick you out. And I I was there with a couple of friends. Well, this is when I sat near the bathrooms on the end and went, anyone comes and plays me, I'll give them a history pack pack. Yeah. And I looked over, I'm like, you're going to physically escort me out the building? And all they could do is go, if you don't, I'm going to escort you out the building. I go, no, but like, are you going to touch me? And he goes, please put your mask on. Sorry, I said he. I have no fucking idea because they're wearing a mask. Um, but I was like, I dodged a bullet. <laughs> I was terrified, you know. <laughs> but I just, I really hope someone does try and physically squat me out of a building one day. Fuck okay. yeah. Well, have you ever acu- been judo thrown onto concrete? <laughs> Acoustics <laughs> are my biggest um, thing. Yes. More so in events than lighting. In big events, acoustics. Yes. I ha- like when there's like bad acoustics and you got so many voices and it's just like, ah, it's just yeah yeah. Singapore you know? was good. Singapore was Ooh. terrible. Tables, yeah. The table. Then you look beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Tables are trash, but yes, the, the tables you couldn't fit Way two playmats, so it would hang into your lap. Yeah, but other than that, we had plenty of space horizontally. Horizontally, yeah. Um, Lil was the opposite. Big tables, terrible acoustics. Yeah. The food was decent. That was France. You kind of expect it to be better, right? Food. So what do you think about this? So punters, Timmy's can attend, and they're not calling it a banquet anymore. You know, they've changed the wording on this. What's it, a buffet? No, no. God, no. They're calling it the player reception. Nice. There is no mention of food. Okay. But if you're a Timmy that has not qualified for Worlds, you can go if you buy the main fabled entry package. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is 50 USD more expensive than the package down from that. Or you can just buy a one-off ticket to go to the player reception, 60 bucks. Now, holy shit, 60 USD? Mate, there better be a lot of reds from the Napa. No, no, no. But uh, you know, I'm you telling you, for 60 bucks... So one thing that's happening few then PBRs, is the Dynasty case is getting cracked that day. Well, whoopty fucking do! You know, I'm saying like you're for paying for an event. Like that's what they're saying is if you want okay. to attend, you yeah. But might, we, I would hope that there's food. I'm sure there'll be something. Like for sixty bucks how USD. Can you, how can you have an event in America and not have food served? Yeah. Food's pretty cheap in America. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Relatively. Yeah. But yeah, like for sixty bucks, what are the people getting a Q Q and A and a and a box being cracked to watch? Like, I feel sorry for the Timmies out there. You're not even going to feed them, give them a couple of beers for sixty bucks. I mean, if you're an unfed Timmy. 
you can come and find me and I'll give you a beer, I guess. Well, right. that's what I told the Look, I told the let, team on my channel. I said, I said, team, make sure you eat before you go to the player reception because we don't know if there's going to be food there. You know what the best thing we can start doing? Because we've sort of started. We've made a list for fun to guess. What we should do is try and find if maybe your hotel more than mine, somewhere where we can, we know, like in the evening we can go back there's space for us for drinks and food. Well, I was going to suggest the night before. When do you guys play in? Tuesday. Okay. I was going to suggest Tuesday on night. Wednesday night mm-hmm. that we could maybe book out a 40 packs mm-hmm. at like, I don't know, what's the traditional American trattoria? Like Olive Garden or something, right? <laughs> I'd love <laughs> to try Olive Garden. Yeah. No, Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> Is there an Outback Steakhouse in San Francisco? <laughs> <laughs> Enough of that. Um, in Jersey. Yeah, I'd like to try some like shitty American food. Um, <laughs> And no, no, the Olive Garden would be great to try. Yeah, yeah, like I Olive Garden or like I've heard of them. Red Lobster tried. or Cheesecake Factory. Actually, I went to um, my girlfriend. Um, yeah, one of my girlfriends in America took me to a uh, IHOP. Uh, yeah, we went to IHOP. Denny's. Um, we didn't go to Denny's, but we went to Cheesecake Factory. The uh, the decor inside is like straight out of the nineteen sixties. It looks like the Eye of Sauron. It's just staring. It's weird, right? <laughs> I kind of love it. I also love well, the Well, maybe fact if someone can recommend something. Is that yeah, what we're yeah. saying? Yeah. Like a large venue mm. where we could book out a 40 packs and like maybe- Dude, like an Olive Otherwise, Garden. you yeah. know, there's a lot of good Latin- uh, Not Latin- uh, Well, there are uh, Mexican restaurants in San Jose because it is got, you know, there's quite a Mexican population. Yeah, I'm not um, that keen on Mexican. I mean, I'll go. Yeah? Yeah. I eat Mexican downstairs. Oh, that's true. Right? Oh, well, shit. The Mexican you're going to get there is going to blow this crap out of the Gomez. Oh, come on. <laughs> the original Guzzi. <laughs> <laughs> Real Australian Mexican food. Yeah. But uh, yeah, something like that. And then we could, <laughs> the Americans going to have no idea what we're talking about. Uh, it's it's like fast food. It's like Mexican. Taco Bell. But the Australian version. Yeah. It's um, worse. It's worse, not better. But yeah, maybe we could do that. And I don't know, your subscribers and things might want to no, no, so that's, buy a ticket. What would be fun is... If we <laughs> to our dinner, sure, but we can just do an open invite somewhere. Yeah, yeah exactly, and then and an Olive Garden. I think they like a bigger restaurant, right? I have like no it's idea. Not like a McDonald's. Everything's bigger in can America. We book out a Macca's. That'd be sick. Although American Macca's was actually disappointing, mate. Why are the all right? We we're fast up, forward. We're talking fast about Ma- we're talking about Macca's, so we're at the end of the podcast, which is what oh, yeah. happened last time. Yeah. <laughs> why isn't American McDonald's just so fucking thin? That was my problem with it. Also, what bacon do you mean thin? What thin? Okay, the the patties, oh, the and, patties. and the yeah. and the bread were the bread the like water retention quality of that bread was too high. It got soggy too quick. I tried so, so it much. wasn't thick like what we saw in Jersey. Yeah, exactly, mate. That's what you really want. That's that quality content. Um, <laughs> but the patties were just too thin as well. Oily, greasy. My biggest issue was with the breakfast, okay? Bacon and egg McMuffin is a classic countryside staple, right? Rustic in its charm. When I order a bacon and egg McMuffin, I expect my bacon and egg McMuffin to contain bacon, not a fucking ham disc. Yeah. Right? What is this? And that's an Australian thing. I wouldn't expect that in America. When you get a bacon and egg McMuffin here, it's got crispy bacon in it. Right, that's true. Actually, yeah, that's what you need mm. in it. There's no, it's not up for debate. It's not a no, cultural no, I, difference. What I'm saying is, in Australia, a lot of times in cafes, if you order bacon, you get chew, like ham. Yeah, yeah. yeah you don't yeah, get yeah. anything crispy. Yeah, sometimes. Let yeah. me give you the 101 on American fast food. All right, go on. Okay, boss. let let me let me just fucking lay it down real quick. Okay, American fast food. The reason why it's trash. I've eaten it. It's fucking 
Burger King Maccas. It literally stuff you wouldn't feed your dog. Now, Americans that have come to Australia, other parts of the world are similar. They have our Hungry Jack's, Burger King, KFC, Maccas. They can never get over the quality of it. It's because of the food laws. Okay. okay. Yeah. We actually, like, their food laws for, like, minimum standard of how much sawdust they can put in their fast food, <laughs> it's, like, way, it's mean, way yeah. different. So they can actually legally serve up shit at these fast food stores and get away with it, hence why the quality is so low. Um, it's, oh, dude, like, Burger King in America, like, you wouldn't feed it to your dog. The stuff I've had, like, the, some of the breakfast shit and... Oh, it's just terrible. Yeah, like here, it's like not the best, but it's like yeah, it's absolutely it's edible. Man. Yeah, Mc- oh, you can eat our fast food, no problem. McGriddles yeah. are an absolute abomination, right? It's okay. What it is is a <laughs> even just saying it out loud. I I had it because I had to have it because that I was imitation there. pork. No, 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 no. The McGriddle is a breakfast option. It's a I I guess it's a little pancake, a griddle cake. They call right. them over there, right? A biscuit. Yeah, well, no, it's not a, it's not a biscuit. It's a, yeah, it's the, I don't know, fucking flour disc, right? With a folded omelette, as they call it, inside, and then another flour disc on top. But they soak the little imitation pancake in syrup. Ooh, it's no, it's horrifying. What are you talking about? No, I'm, about? So, I'm just like, ooh, yeah, it's Lovecrafty and horror on a fucking plate, <laughs> mate. I, I would, it's. No, no, not for me. This conversation is making me hungry. But also, um, I can't even get my real Macca's order over there. Right. Because they didn't get the, they didn't have a fucking chicken and cheese when I went. Ugh. How can you have a McDonald's and not have a... Ch- Come on, guys. You know what's actually not too bad? Um, I've only had it very late at night when I've been very drunk. Now that shit, actually. Oh, that's now, controversial. I do not. In and out is crap. Dirt crap. I'll tell you what I, I'm standing up for you guys. I'll tell you what I'm standing kicks, up for in and out. I'll tell you what kicks in and out, and this is a very hot take. Again, I've only had it very late at night or early hours of the morning where I've been completely off my face, is um, White Castle. I'll tell you, their oh, burgers, yeah, actually, their burgers, even the chicken ones, the little chicken cheese ones. Woo, is yeah. there five guys that just dumped the fries in the bag? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah oh, yeah. mate. What is There's that? a little, I mean, to be fair. No, they I, put a little cup in yeah. there and they go, whoosh. <laughs> I mean, the, my issue with we now have two Five Guys in Sydney. There's one in the city, right? That shit is so expensive, like unreasonably expensive. Sydney's too expensive. Why am I paying? But well, there are reasonable value sure. options, right? I mean, we're in Parramatta right now. We're not far. No, I'm saying for, for restaurants like that, they yeah. can, it's like a they can charge whatever they want, but also they're probably going. This is twice the rent we pay in New York. <laughs> That's why. absolutely yeah. yeah. I mean, like it's just it's not bad. Mm. But it's ridiculously Even expensive. Even grilled, like grilled. I like the quality. I, I like grilled so much yeah. higher than I rate but five like, guys. But then you look at the well. That's grilled is amazing, yeah. and the, it you don't feel that like greasy. Yes. Yeah, but it's so expensive. Yeah, like, it it's is. not even that I care about the money. It's like, dude, for this money, I could be having like steak and wine at a real yeah, restaurant. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, why is this eighty dollars for two people? We've mm. got two burgers and two sides. And, a, and two drinks. Just like go how? to Bankstown and get yourself a bun me, <laughs> right? For yeah. five bucks, top quality stuff. Mm-hmm. The person behind you know it's good because the person behind the counter I'm almost refused podcast. to serve you. I need to eat. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> True. So do we. So, what are we getting for dinner? Harvey's? Uh, no, no, i got plans. Oh, my God. Nothing. What are we getting for dinner, Timmy? 
Um, they're I'm, ditching I, me. No, no, they're no, actually no, no, ditching I won't me. Right I won't ditch you. I won't ditch you. Maybe we. I won't ditch you. I, I, I just I won't. need to. I'm we appreciate coming, you, but we appreciate you. Never coming back on this podcast ever again. Don't worry, good. You weren't invited back. I'm a ride and die, Timmy. You better believe it. I'll never read poetry for you again. That's a lie. No, but thanks for coming. Appreciate it. Yeah, we'll Looking see you all the world. Yeah, we're going to do. So, are we doing? Change your seat. Have you changed your bloody seats? No, I haven't. Oh, come on, man! I don't want some random getting up to hang a piss every five seconds <laughs> well, maybe, when I've maybe. had four Valiums and I'm not moving. <laughs> not happening. Why, not happening. If you've had four Valiums, why do you care? <laughs> no, exactly. Because he's going to be <laughs> trying. To, have you seen my legs are going to be up around my ears? Why do, I don't want to sit next to him on anymore. A plane. It's just sedated savannah animals. <laughs> yeah. You know just what? Just I'm going to change my seats to business class. <laughs> <laughs> no, because we and we're going on the same plane. We we, we, are, can, we, we can travel. We can Uber together. I can pick you up, bring you no, to no, my house, sure. Listen, and we'll Uber together. Uh, as soon as we hang up this podcast, yeah. I'll call them. Yeah, their call centers are usually, mm. and if not tomorrow morning, I'll have a car. So I don't know why you guys would Uber. What you're going to park no, at to the, the airport? airport. Or to the airport. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. no, I mean, once no, no, you no, guys we're flying in. together on the same plane. Yeah, 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 no, I mean, once you get to San Jose. Oh, oh you got a car? I'll be driving, yeah. Ooh. I thought about it. Now that I know well, you have- Because I'm going to be there for three weeks. Yeah, it right? makes so. sense. You save a lot of money renting instead of- Yeah, absolutely. I'll give you a call, or we'll call you. Yeah. Tuesday oh, no, no, Arvo. we have a chauffeur now. That's Tuesday what, Arvo. Yeah. Can I get you a hat? And a We're going straight- And a vest. Tuesday, we'll go straight to the- I know a spot. I know, so I know if, a little if you're Mexican to this, saloon. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm happy to do this this way. If you're listening to this, like we're not going to maybe do an open invite. If you're listening to this, assume Wednesday night we're going to do something we'll do fun something. in San Jose. Yeah, exactly. It's us three plus probably whoever. the Aussie guys. Yeah. So if you're listening, you're a Funder fan, which means you'll probably want to talk to all three of us, then let's do – we'll try and put something out um, on the Tuesday for what yeah. we're doing on Wednesday. Yeah, sounds good. You'll have more time to find something. Uh, no, because I have to go stomp these kids in fucking Colorado yeah, first. Yeah, so you'll have Sunday, Monday. Yeah, so let everyone know where you're going to be. Yes. Let, let everyone know. So I'm actually going to Denver first uh, yes. to get some match practice in. and You get, and Roy? Uh, yeah, Roy and I both going. Because I figured, like, why not pay for my trip before it starts? Yes. Um, so we're doing that. and I uh, couldn't have had appointments, but I was keen to go. I yeah. heard Denver's awesome. Place. Is it? Yeah, it's meant to be beautiful. The only thing I know about Colorado is that they have parks and also the the boulder is there which is that was in a song once was it imagine very very relaxed drug laws as well okay (laughs) i'm sure you'll enjoy it yeah just hallucinate (laughs) and play fab and win jeez um legally phil remember when you said when it's legal you're up for it yeah um (laughs) that's what the lawyer's mind was right <laughs> so, I'll be in Denver um, from the 27th of October, and I'll be flying out of uh, Los Angeles on the 23rd of November, I believe. Good trip. Spending some Good time whack. visiting the Napa Valley. My father's actually coming with me. Um, he was there for the first time that I went to a world championship, and he very likely. Do we get to meet him? Yeah, do I get to meet Mr. McCoy? Yeah, of course you can. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And. Uh, Given that this is probably the last time I'm playing a world championship, he'll be there for the last world championship I'll ever play. So, uh, yeah, it's nice. It's uh, nice and bittersweet and sentimental. And I missed his birthday. So, you're going to win year. it? Well, yeah, I kind of have to now. Yeah, you have to now. After yeah. saying that, right, yeah. I'm definitely going to see you're going to be playing in the Worlds next year for sure. Nah, probably not. But I, it's also my birthday while I'm over there. Okay. Oh, so really? What's your what? birthday? Where? 12th when's of you? November. 12th. I'll try. Day, to day after that. Dynasty releases, I believe. Oof. So. 
yeah, we'll uh, I, I'll have a little celebration, go up to the Napa Valley, get absolutely talked up, boys. And there then, we uh, go. There we go. Uh, yeah, have taking a good time. your your own just VBs with that. <laughs> no, no, you just, just, <laughs> he just walks up to the Napa Valley. <laughs> fill up that boot with Pinot, mate. That's I a shoe. My own. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 2008 Pinot. Just beautiful. All right. Anything else from you? Talk no, I just can't wait to see everyone in San Jose. That's right. We're arriving Tuesday afternoon, departing the following Monday, and I hope to see you all there. It's going to be a good time. It'll be Trust fantastic. me, it is going to be great. Oh, amazing. Make the some side memories. Events, list is up. Even oh, I didn't yeah, realize, but um, yeah. Sam Yang and MJ are going to be there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh. Yep. That got announced yesterday. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, Sam Yang. Professor's going to be there. Good crowd. Yeah, it's going to be Tall Timmy's going to be there. And most importantly, all of you will be there. Mm. Shut up, man. Who cares about the audience? <laughs> all right, anyway. <laughs> Sign off. Thanks, Phil. Thank you very much for having Cheers. me. Cheers. Cheers.